0: as creatives of African descent. We hear stories, ideas, experiences, and advice on how we can break the mold, how we can break barriers. Uh, This segment is called Couch Talk. As coronavirus, COVID-19 has permitted, we are all in our couches and rooms and living rooms. Beautiful houses. Um, Got a dynamic, incredible panel. We're gonna be talking about tribalism, cross-cultural relations. And I'm excited for it. So just gonna get started. and I will call out uh, the panel. And once so I just call you, are you just please if you would just uh, give a brief introduction of yourself, what you do, um, and anything that relates to the topic on at hand. And uh, we're just gonna go down the line. So I'm gonna start with Essay, Essay Obrima. How you doing? How you doing?
1: I'm good, how are you? Uh,
0: I'm good, I'm good. Let us know, uh, let us know what, you, what you're working on.
1: Hi, my name is Essay. I'm uh, from Lagos, Nigeria um living in chicago right now i just finished will finish tomorrow my um mfa degree in creative producing so i'm a film producer and i'm working on a couple of projects right now
0: i love it i love it anything related to the topic at hand any and we're going to get in depth in depth mm-hmm. with it but anything
1: mm. i think my projects do tend to be cultural specific and i think from my perspective i think with cross cross cultural cross culturalism with me and other international students, I've noticed that when we pitch our stories, that the feedback tends to be very silent at first. Like people are like, there's, a, there's definitely a divide where it's like, I don't really understand what the top issues you are discussing are necessarily about, or I don't really get the cultural context that you're coming from. And so I think that's why I'm really passionate about film in terms of the way it connects people and it can be a cross-cultural experience for folks.
0: Sweet, sweet. All right, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Freddie, Freddie, how you doing,
2: brother? Hey, uh, how y'all doing? Uh, first thing first, I wanna say thank you for bringing me on. I watched a few episodes, I loved it. Um, I'm a good friend of Aziz. He said, Frederick, you gotta get on this. You, we talk about the kind of conversation you guys have. I have it all the time, with doing amongst friends. And the fact that you guys are doing this on a bigger scale, I just thought to myself, I have to be involved. So without further notice, um you know, no, let me introduce myself. I'm Frederick Ibe, uh, born in Nigeria, came here back in the early 90s to America. I live in, in Alexander, Virginia. Um, as for career, uh, I guess without being too technical, I'm a computer engineer slash entrepreneur. Um, and this topic is right off my wheelhouse because and I'm somebody who followed um who can see the benefits of certain tribalism and also see mm-hmm. some of the negative impact of tribalism um I also understand you know where does why does why is this um for some cultures and I'm someone who can say that it's better not to stick I'm just gonna make that blanket statement early on it's better not to stick with tribalism um it was put there in the zeitgeist when. You know, it has to be when the situation, it, it was created when the situations that involved had to be in a more tribal manner. But just moving forward, um, I think is the best bet to just take the good things out of it and kind of try to create your own lane within that aspect. I
0: love it. Love it. welcome, you, brother. Thank you so thank much, you. man. Thank hey, you, Nico, Nico, how are you doing?
3: Hey, hey, um I'm well. How are you doing? good, <laughs> I'm good. Trying to find a yeah. live on Facebook so I can share it. Uh, yes. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> um, I think I'm supposed to introduce myself. Sorry. Hello, guys. Hello, everybody. Um, hey, Reflex. Good to see you again. Um, it's it's uh, a beautiful day. A beautiful uh, another day on in lockdown quarantine.
4: Yeah.
3: And yeah. <laughs> so, we're grateful to be here. Um, so about me i am uh i'm an it professional by day and by night uh a business owner i run my own media company um and in, i do movies and film production and um, a lot of things in, uh, to do with media um it's basically right now actually we're working on launching a platform that's supposed to be launched uh june 10th we're launching it june june 10th and um AO africa and you I think Reflex has, we invited Stuck in the Middle podcast to be on there um, as part of our media partners. And so, you know, we're building a community of Africans, a community of our own people, so we can tell our story the way we want to. And um, I think talking to what, uh, kind of uh, piggybacking off what uh, Essie said, you know, in movies, our stories are different. People don't really connect sometimes in in our new culture, right? Um, So it's our place to be able to, explain to them and maybe connect those dots for them and make them see the similarities and understand that in this tribe, you know, we have to be able to look across the cultures, across um, the various tribe, tribal identities, um, you know, to make sure that we, 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 we realize that we're a global village and we are all part of this global tribe. Um, I think that topic is very important. It's something that we need to discuss more. Um, I've read your book, Reflects, and wow. Yeah. wow. So there's a lot that we, <laughs> there's a lot of unpacking we need to do. So I'm excited to be here, guys. I'm excited. So let's go. Appreciate
0: it. Thank you so much, man. Jason, brother, how you doing? How you doing?
5: Hey, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Um, yo, I'm I'm so excited to be here. I I've like I used to be a regular on Stuck in the Middle, but <laughs> I haven't been on a Stuck in the Middle in a while. But on um, to introduce myself, I am. I am a writer. I am an educator. Uh, I'm a, actually as my day job, I'm a high school teacher. Um, and I just actually finished, well, my graduation is on Saturday. I just finished my Master's of Arts and Teaching. Um, I'm also a filmmaker and uh, on this topic, I've been working on the, my Of One Blood project Damn, it's been a while. For five years now, um, mm-hmm. this this project uh, examines the relationship between Africans and African Americans uh, through uh, the the mediums of uh, film, uh, uh, song, and and literature. So it's going to be a book, my first uh, film, uh, and an album of songs. Uh, and uh, I'm
0: excited to be here. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Thank you so much, man. Looking forward to uh, hearing more from you. Alice, Allison, how are you? How are you?
6: I'm doing very well, Flex. Um, Thank you for inviting me again. Um, But to introduce myself, my name is Allison. I go by uh, Miss Six. Uh, In my real life, um, I'm a poet, writer, actress. Um, In my regular nine-to-five, my not-so-exciting life, I work on Capitol Hill, um, do mobile communications up there. Um, but uh, I was drawn to the podcast, like what I saw, so I wanted to be a part of it. Um, one of the things that we, we kind of brought up in terms of the question and what we do to you know kind of touch on these subjects. um tribalism, definitely, as a black American, maybe may not be as well defined, but we mm-hmm. do have elements of it in our community. Um, so whether it be through church, through friend groups that we've made, um, something as simple as like, you know, you hear people talk about repping their hood, things like that. So, so a lot of what I talk about in my poetry, um, and in the pieces that I choose to perform as an actress, um, do discuss like how we connect and how we unite as black people and black people all over the world.
0: Mm. Just for clarity, you are African-American.
6: Yes, I am. Uh, so like yes, I said, um, somebody asked me, um, you know, of uh, uh, being African descent. I was like, I'm just regular black. So plain <laughs> black. I love it. I
0: love it. <laughs> I love it. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Kweku, my brother. How are you? Let's let's uh, let's let's go.
7: <laughs> hey, how's it going? Uh, Kweku. I was born in Ghana. Um, I'm from Ghana. Um, came here when I was young. Um, and what I do day-to-day day. I'm in the uh, cybersecurity. I believe you we both went to the same school, right? Yeah, we did, we did, we did. Sure. <laughs> I was referred by Aziz, he was like, hop on this real quick, and I was like, sure, sure. And uh, it's just great to see you know, all of us really diving into this type of conversation. And you know, so I'm definitely, I'm thankful to be here. And I'm, I would like to dive more, tribalism you know, versus cross culture. I think we all know it both has its own pros and cons. And
4: Yes, yeah. This
7: topic will share some lights, and I would like to know more about it. Um, so I'm really excited to be here. So we
0: appreciate you, man. Nice seeing you again, man. It's been like it's been a couple years. It's been a couple years. We got two more.
7: Right, I know it was like 2012. Yeah,
0: yeah, 2012. I graduated 2014. Yeah. Yeah, right. so it's been a while. Yeah, we got two more, Temmy, and then Lynette. Temmy, how you doing, brother?
8: Hey, I'm doing well, bro. Doing well, bro. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the invite. I uh, appreciate it. Um, about me, um, from Nigeria, I uh, I'm a, as far as profession goes, uh, I'm a technical consultant. I'm also a pastoral resident, um, and I also I'm a president of a of an organization called Truth and Culture. Uh, it's an organization that that exists to engage in conversation of matters of the Christian faith and cultural traditions uh, specifically among our african brothers and sisters
0: mm, i love it for those uh, who don't know tammy actually wrote the forward to my book uh uh no such thing as halfway so appreciate that bro uh you've some great words man thank you so much uh lynette how you doing sis
9: i'm great i'm excited to be here so um again allison introduced me to you all so I'm excited. So uh, my name's Lynette on social media. I'm Naughty Poet on most um, IG, Twitters, all that stuff. Um, My my life, so the day job, I work in HR for a health system in New England, I'm in New England. And um, my regular life uh, in the community, I'm an artist. So I'm a poet, I'm a writer, I'm an actor, I dance. Um, I like the stage. And when I think of tribalism for me, and I'm African American, I'm regular black. I got some got some West Indian back in there too, but I'm I'm regular black. Like as we 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 mix some we I haven't done all the research to figure out the exact route, but um when I think of tribalism, I think of Issa Rae's quote, I'm rooting for everybody black.
10: And mm-hmm. so I feel
9: connected. Um, it's a deliberate effort to be on the we on the same team um aspect of uh contributing to your growth and i um, wanting to see you win so
0: mm-hmm. sweet man i love it I, this is a lot of networking that can happen after i know i see the the the, the movie makers connecting with the actresses and actors i see that you know what i'm saying like this is dope so uh let's let's kick it off i you know was in a relationship for Five years, it was a long-distance relationship, and the young lady that I was in a relationship was from Ghana, and me being from Cameroon, it was one of those things where it's like, yo, this is gonna this is, this is go, you know what I'm saying, the distance, this is about to go the, 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 the long way, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm talking, you know, how I was kids and a dog and all that good stuff. And um, we, we went through a lot of trials, tribulations, and hard times, just even as a long-distance couple, and um for my Ghanaians and Nigerian people in the house, y'all yeah, know how hard it is. I said, well, young brother, when you about to go meet the parents for the first time, and it was it was a great undertaking for me. And it was the first and last time that I met her people because the reaction and I wasn't greeted I wasn't greeted well at all. It was um, you know what I'm saying, like not to spoil, you know, the book for those who are reading it right now, and this this is not about the book. It was it was it was hard. It was hard. Like it was just you are not welcome. You are not part of us being Ghanaians and leave our daughter alone as of today. Don't call her, don't text her. We to pull up. It's gonna be bloodshed. It's gonna be it, it was it was, you know what I'm saying? So that was, you know what I'm saying? That was very hard. We try to fight through it, of course, as people who love each other. And we both Africans, you know what I mean? And uh it was very hard, man. And it got to the point where that outside influence just put a wedge between us and with the relationship to you know its demise and that's my you know um in a nutshell experience when it comes to tribalism like we as africans neighbors i'm talking camerines and Ghanaians cannot date or marry because you're from there and so when it comes to tribalism my definition is you know what i'm saying put in us versus them category a group ish thinking of you're right i'm right you're wrong or my foot tastes better your food is trash and you know what I'm saying that's a negative aspect of it or that you know what I'm saying right camaraderie it's like yo, this is the clothes we wear this is the language we speak and it's a beautiful thing and in another in another sense i know we have african-american sisters or brothers in the house the tribalism is that african-americans are lazy and entitled mm-hmm. And so I don't want to associate with them or, you know what I'm saying? Like have anything to do with them. So that's that tribalism. And, you know, I've, I've been in that mindset of seeing that manifest in different ways. So that's my experience with it. And, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to go ahead and ask the first question. Like, and it's open for the whole, the whole board. Like, what's your experience with this and good or bad? Like, yo, what's, what's up with this? When it comes to tribalism and cross-cultural relations, what are y'all experiences then? Good or bad? Let's go. Anybody.
5: <laughs> and I, um, let, me, let me jump in and get started because I've, uh, I guess I've been mewling over this and I guess studying and writing and creating around this particular subject matter for so long um, that I have come to just a couple of conclusions and I'm going to throw this out there so that we can really debate and talk about it. Now there are many layers to this. By the way, uh, there are so many different layers to this that you know, if we go to try to dig in through each one, we are going to be talking for the rest of the day. But the one particular one that I would like for us to address, uh, that I would like for us to table here, uh, is is a, a, a self hate, right? Um, the self hate that was taught to us. Uh, literally, and, and, and I, I can provide references to everything that I, I speak on today. Um, the self-hate that was taught to us to be able to infuse and, and, and create the division with which we've carried on for literally centuries now, right? Uh, going back all the way to the continent in Africa, um, and so many different scholars, so many different writers have written on this. But there is a great degree of self-hate amongst ourselves that we in in turn perpetrate, uh, perpetrate to, through our relationships, through this idea of um, or oh, preserving culture, because you can be able to be half pride in your culture and preserve your culture without having to turn against your own self. Because mm-hmm. in essence, when you turn against uh, another black person, you are turning a- against your own self. And we don't look at it that way, right? Um you can have pride in you know me being a Cameroonian person and somebody st- still have pride in being a Ghanaian person, and that you can still mutually respect that like there 's absolutely nothing nothing with that, but again, if we 're speaking about it in terms of what has happened in Africa um <laughs> to even what has happened here with our African American brothers and sisters um we would we literally understand that. Almost everything boils down to self hate. Right. Um, And this was literally handed over to us uh, over to us uh, primarily by the colonial uh, powers. And even if we move beyond even that, there is a great influence of I know you guys might have heard of divide and conquer right um if you understand that, if you understand divide and conquer, if you understand that if you can teach somebody how to be able to hate themselves, how to be able to put down themselves, then they get to do all the work and you never get to do that. That is the reason why our communities are not growing uh, as other communities or as other races, you know because we you know we have so much internal struggle that we are still battling ourselves that if we don't fix you know and we can call it tribalism you know as uh my uh my beautiful sister uh, uh, said there you know in the african-american community it, it can be called repping your hood um it's it's classism even in the black community where you know maybe a higher uh, class uh, black folk who are making more money feel like they're better than you know people who live in the hood right mm-hmm. it can be any of that but it all boils down to one thing Right. It is that hate in ourselves that we cannot be able to see somebody as our own brothers and literally almost no other race does this but us. So,
6: Mm. yeah. All right.
2: uh, Let me take a stab at it Um, first. uh ref- you want me to call it flex or reflex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. flex, 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 fine. Awesome. flex, fine. All right. Um, your story was quite interesting. Uh let's say number one, I could relate 100 percent with what you're saying, but sticking with your question, how does the crabism affect our relationship? I'll do you better. I'll give you a little story about my relationship. Now before I move forward, I'm gonna piggyback on what Timmy said, um, which I think is very important because I, I myself on the, on my like I try to do apologetics to people because I find that to be very helpful in life. Um, so being Nigerian, right, uh, obviously that exists, but in my relationships, um, other countries deal with that too. This is not a specific African thing. This is pretty much any internet, any country deals with their own tribalism. But I'm gonna tell you guys a quick story, then I'm gonna land. Um, so what my rule of thought is just living life is I'm a Christian first above everything else. What I realize is that creates a certain level of wisdom to navigate the world I live in, including social structures, including tribalism, including other elements that the world throws at us. And let me explain to you what I mean by that. Now, just like you, I actually, my fiance is not African at all. She's not Nigerian at all. She's actually Lebanese and Bolivian and also Mm -hmm. Just give, without giving too much information, let's just put it this way. When I met her, right, the reason why I even decided to go with her is because my moral attributes, the moral attributes was right. Therefore, before I even look at the tribal stuff that's influencing me, I looked at what God wants for me, which is a good person who will appreciate and love God the way I do, right? Once that was in place, I realized that, and, you know, and, you know, me, you can speak on this because I already know, but in a sense that, like, nothing else in the world will matter as much as what god wants for you and your relationship with god because i had that and i had the strength to deal with that i decided to make this girl my girlfriend now my mom wasn't was okay with it but she wasn't too interested but long story short her parents disowned her the first day they found out right they gave her an ultimatum me or her like me or the family and she gave a beautiful answer which i think um you might appreciate she said i choose myself and that's very interesting because when you understand you're putting this world as yourself, it makes you navigate through the world obstacles a little differently. Now, for me, you know, I dealt with a little bit of travelism, but I made it very early. I, I kind of really told my family, my family know who I am. I do what I want, how I want it, because I tried their way, it didn't work out. You know, dealing with some of the downfalls of travelism. Now, the hard part is it took her dad, and her, her dad five, six years, about six years, to actually speak to her again hmm. you understand that i mean this is a, a a strong family unit. she's very close to her dad actually course, close to mom and dad very close to her dad especially you know being the oldest daughter but she made that stand and of course i made that stand but my obstacle wasn't that bad so reason why i say i reason why i'm bringing all this up is now because she made that stand we're still together but what pushed us forward was not the tribalism was not the difficulties of life because that's expected is whatever worldview that you put in place to navigate the world. And I and I feel like that's very important. A lot of people don't do that. A lot of people kind of ad hoc their responses to situations. Why you shouldn't you should kinda be you should be firm in a lot of these difficult situations. Was there a lot of turmoil? Yes. Just best believe someone disowning her parents for a hat trick on a relationship that might not work. It's mm-hmm. tough. It was. We had downtimes, but what kept us going was God. And just last year, her dad started talking to her again. I still haven't met the dad or the mom, and we've been together seven years. We lived together, set up a proposal. No one, no the the siblings came, but the mom and dad didn't come. But because we're so strong within our worldview, that didn't matter. It didn't destroy us. And I will say, with that giving more much detail about my personal life, that has blessed me and her. in so many circumstances in life and I feel like that's the reward of you know having firm worldview and making sure that you can walk away from your tribalism as long as your purpose is right and for my case it's a Christian worldview that got me going so hopefully that helps someone thank you for letting me share that's, tough. that's amazing that's, tough. that's amazing
0: uh Lynette I see Lynette's <laughs> hand
3: up oh sorry oh.
0: sorry Nico let's hear from a lady and then and then Nico. yeah let's hear
3: from Lynette
9: so oh, I think what when I think of tribalism, I think what's interesting, and I think Allison touched on it, is identifying who your tribe is. So I think initially when I thought of tribalism, I was thinking of everybody black. Um, but as um, Freddie is saying, his tribe are um, people of God, right? And so that that is uh, above necessarily just people who's. DNA is like him. And so I think where it gets tricky is us expecting everyone to share our values, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm trying to connect with you on something, but that's not your most important thing, and then maybe I'm confused mm-hmm. like come on, we're all in this together but we're not. So I think that's where there's the cross culture and the overlap. I think for me personally it's really important that I partner with a black man. So that's at the top of my priority list. And I have grown and evolved as a person because at one point I believed this is what everybody should do, right? And so as I have a better understanding of what my values are, I stop trying to impose what I think on other people, but celebrate what is important to me. And so I think this 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 is where it's tricky. Like, who is the tribe? Identifying who the tribe is, and something I think um, Jason said, I don't know that um, it's it's self hate. I think it comes to values. I don't know that self hate is the the worst thing. I think it's the um, it's 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 not necessarily a shared value. And I think it's um, thinking that people who don't want what we want. Like maybe I'm in a different social economic class than somebody else and I don't understand why they aren't prioritizing what I'm prioritizing because this is what we need to do and there's this separation in it. I just don't want those things. Like I don't want religion and I don't want social economic status to interrupt us ultimately helping each other um, and I feel like this, those are things that get in the way. I don't even know if that made sense. I was trying to take a little piece of all that, but I, I think it's really about that shared values. What is most important?
6: Yeah. shared values.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad. I'm glad you said something about identity because I was. I was actually trying to pivot um, off of that because historically, tribalism is something that has always been. Um, it has always been a good thing until it became a bad thing, right? It's always been used in terms of oh. We 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 want this sense of belonging um, in our own cultural group, or in our own country, or in our own uh, uh, um, economic economic class, or whatever identifies us as this specific group or this um, unique group, where we identify as uh, as part of the tribe, right? And there is some some I feel like there's some level of acceptance that comes with it, as well as self awareness where where you can actually um, use the the concept of identity to preserve your culture in a good way but then it it, it becomes a, a tricky thing when you're going into into, into marriages and interpersonal relationships and you still ha- you you have to figure out which which tribe you belong to versus what the other person which other tribe the other person belongs to that sense of community um becomes a very touchy thing when you're looking at a situation, for example, a Nigerian trying to get married to a Cameroonian, and the parents are saying, hey, how about our culture? And that, 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 that thing of unconditional pride in your culture, or where you're coming from, your heritage, it becomes an, a questionable thing. And it's like you're challenging your, your folks um, who have been taught one thing as they grew up, and you're challenging them and their way of thinking. Um, because you now have an easy way, you've fallen in love with someone who's from a different culture and things like that. So that, that's, I just feel like in order to, the, the, that, that play on words with identity and self-awareness has a part to play in it. And unfortunately, tri- historically, I feel like tribalism has always been a good thing. Um, you know, Americans, America is a tribe, you know, so, um, this, this, this pride in, in, in loving your country, you can consider that a tribe, but then when you come into America, you have to break it down. There are other tribes, there's political tribalism, there's economic tribalism, there's, um, you know, my hood tribalism, like block by block tribalism, you know, things like that. So we, we, when we talk about tribalism, I think we should try to specify the confines of what we're trying to talk about right like where where's the boundary what are we talking about the personal relationships and the tribalism that exists within those in with the personal interactions that we have day to day or are we going beyond that that way we can have a conversation that actually helps us or guides us towards where we can pinpoint some solutions that will actually help or proposals that will actually help going forward but um and to close my point, I really, it, it it, it I, I feel, right, <laughs> like when I came to America, my mom always told me every day, please do not marry a white woman, please do not marry a white woman, because we want to make sure, you know, you have to come back and maybe be a chief in the village or something, you know, or, you know, <laughs> that preserving the culture thing always came into the conversation, no matter what. So Did say don't if, marry
0: an African-American as well? <laughs>
3: No, 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 please. When, when she said white, she meant American, like, don't, you know, so that, that, <laughs> that idea of preserving the culture from our parents, it, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just um, touching on something Jason said. Um, I will not call it self-hate necessarily. I would try, I would call it something else, but I, I don't even think I have a word for it, but I will not call it self-hate, right? I, I would say it's the fear of the unknown, really. And um, if we can figure out the best way to deal with that, and I think um, Freddie had, has a similar situation where the parents of his, uh, of his girl, of his lady, do not necessarily care much for who, who he is or what, he, what, he, what he, the content of his character is, but more the fact that he's not from an approved group that they would like their daughter to be with. And that's, that's you know, and that's and it's unfortunately a very sad thing, but hey, yeah. That's, that's just my <laughs> my reaction
7: to it. <laughs> yeah, I would give the show. I, yeah, because like, I feel like tribalism is more, is more so of like people, especially when it comes to the African culture in the community, um, you're getting married to an outsider culture. And I felt like if you married the same, you know, same tribe, it's like, uh, I guess the, historically, they believe that it would the marriage will last because you, know, you guys share the same value, you guys think alike, but again that's the opposite attract, right? So if you guys mm-hmm. share the same things, then pretty much it's like that's what they think is gonna work. But I don't, you know, that's what they've been taught. That's why I believe that you you know you went through that experience um that that the parent the Ghanaian folks are thinking that, you know, why you why why does you want to marry a Cameroon guy or whatsoever. But I think that's something we've got to be very careful about and be more open-minded as far as being narrow-minded. And I think tribalism brings that narrow-minded type of mentality as opposed to being broad and you know weighing other options as opposed to just one particular way. They they're used to one particular way. So yeah. So
0: uh, I'm I'm curious if anybody is uh, for uh essay I see essay's hand I'm just curious real quick if anybody is for only marry or date or you know, do business with people from your culture, from your tribe?
3: I mean, there, 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 there are instances where it pays, right? We do see that the economics of tribalism works for people like the Jewish people, um, for the Asian community. We see that it works, absolutely works. You know, but when you come out of economic, the economic side of it, that's when, you know, things start getting gray, you know? Because and a, a Jewish person would prefer to put his money in a Jewish bank, a Jewish-owned bank. Would prefer to do his shopping in a Jewish-owned grocery store, you know. And that 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 you know that helps their community grow economically. It helps. Um, but when you go past that, I feel like that's where you have the 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 many other uh, uh, the negativity the negativity comes in, and 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 it makes it just ruins a good thing. I would say. Yeah, because it would yeah. be nice to also yeah. see black people buying from only black owned businesses, you know, pushes for yeah. um, economically empowers our, our tribe. Yeah. Hey, Nico, uh, let me, uh, no, uh,
0: Real man. quick, real quick, real quick, Freddie, and I'm going to get asked that real quick and then we'll come back to you, Freddie. Just to answer a question on Alex on Facebook. Yes, there are African-Americans on the panel. We got uh, two, I believe, maybe three African-Americans on the panel. And also, we're going to touch on the positive. He asked if we're ever going to touch on the positive. We're going to get to that. Please stick around i going to get back to you, Freddie, uh, if you don't mind, please. just want to hear from Ans, since she had her hand up real quick.
1: Oh, yeah. I just wanted to d- address the idea that um, tribalism can be um, positive. Um, I don't really think so. I think tribalism is like, and most isms are rooted in fear. And when you are acting out of fear, you act irrationally. Um, tribalism, there's nothing wrong with cultural preservation, but the idea that cultural preservation and being in relationship with people from other cultures are mutually exclusive is wrong the if you marry if i'm nigerian and i marry a Ghanaian, and the idea is like so what i think like the question is like what is the debate as to what how as to the division between our values like my mom would used to say like oh, um marriages between different countries is difficult because you know the value systems are different i was like your value system is different from the value system of your neighbor the person who literally lives next door next door to you so this idea that you will never be able to find someone something in common with someone from a different country is a fallacy um like worse i think people get to okay what will the kids do the kids will be bilingual which is a good thing like i don't understand why you are freaking out um so i think we have to understand <laughs> that like um we need to understand that in terms of tribalism even going back to like pre-colonial areas era, eras like the different the yorubas and the Benins and the Ibos, they traded with each other because they understood that they had value to gain from one another they also went to war with each other because people piss each other off all the time mm-hmm. so i think we need to understand that we can find value in each other and that can come in the form of business relationships romantic relationships um political relationships trade relationships all of that but then i think when we start to say with tribalism it's like oh we hate this group of people okay why and you can never give a reason why the idea is, also, is always because you feel like you own this thing, you feel like you own your culture. And the idea of letting these people in or being in community with these people means that you are having to share your culture and you're able to give away something that's so important to you. And I think that relates to the idea of colonialism be, before because we know that when we let people we don't necessarily understand in, things go left. Um. So I think that's part of why we are so, um scared of being in relationship with people who we think are different when in reality we actually have a lot like if you just go on twitter like when someone talks about like um something it's always like there's something about that their parents did It's like i'm convinced that all our parents went to the same school for parenting because they all raised up the the same way there's so many similarities that we've and so we've invented this idea of they're different from me because they cook their jello fries without chicken stock and we do like stupid things like that um (laughs) Super things like that. So I think like cultural preservation is fine. Tribalism, I think by definition, um, is rooted in fear and propagates hate because it's not just, oh, we don't want you to do this because... Da, 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 da. It's because we don't like those people and you can never say why. And I think we need to eradicate that idea that it's okay to push people away because they're different from us. Mm. Wow.
3: Yeah, but I, I'd like to interject if if you don't mind, the definition mm-hmm. of a tribe by the sense of the word itself, it gives this thing of sense of belonging, right? Um, some because I I just feel like the human being is not an island. Yes, we all agree. We would all agree with that, you know. And it's it's it's. I don't think that we were ever built to to function without group dynamics. That's why it's, we have human interactions always. A human being is always going to want to communicate with somebody else. And talk to somebody else who is different from them or the same as them. And that's why I feel like there are some advantages. We can't, I, I don't feel like we should take a black a black uh brush, a a big broad brush stripe against uh tribalism, because I feel like the way it's being used in in, in modern times is maybe that's what gives it the negative connotation. Because initially I, I believe like just the sense of belonging. I mean, who doesn't take pride in saying, hey, I'm a kappa, I'm a you know, you know what I mean? That's also a tribe. You can uh, describe Kappa
0: that. Said, Kappa said Alpha Tile, whatever else they trust. Yeah. So
3: <laughs> you define that as a tribe too. You know, so everybody takes pride in their group. It's just when you identify with a group, you take a lot of pride in that group. And I think where we have this this divide is when the dynamic, the the the, the how do you even call it? It's taken out of context or just pushed beyond the bounds of where you should have the positive coming, coming together. Like, Oh yeah, I belong in the group with, with loyalty without a price or a sense of community. You know I and mean? I'm, that's, that's where I'm coming from with this. That's why I keep I say it's, it's possible to have the positive out of it, but the way it's being used nowadays is just, you know, gives it sort of a racial undertone to be honest. So.
10: So hi, everyone, I'm in Lara. Sorry, I arrived Mm -hmm. late. Um, I have my bachelor's in health services administration. I'm a social justice Mm -hmm. activist warrior. Um, That's my bio. Um, So I wanna ask a question. So would you think that there's different levels to tribalism? Like, do you think that like we view tribalism in the micro level, macro level, middle level, do we view tribalism based on our experiences, who we interact with? Like, or, or what, what what are your thoughts on that? Because I'm understanding essay and I'm under, also understanding um, Nico, Nico, sorry, but there seems mm-hmm. to be like uh, disagreement agreement somewhere.
0: Yeah, Jason. Uh, I don't know if uh, Alice or Tammy, but Jason defined uh, different levels. Uh, you yeah. Um,
5: well, so I, I I I like taking notes so I don't forget anything. Um, so I would like to um, answer a question from from my sister Lynette. Uh, Lynette um, said we should really define um, what our tribes are, right, or what we. You know what do we want to speak to, as to you know what is your definition of tribe? What is your tribe? You know, and what are the values that you assign to to that as well? Going back, um, going back a little bit to 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 what Freddie said. Now, um, as as far as my definition, you know how I approached it and why I said what I said initially uh, was, you know, my tribe. Um, you know, I am, I, I come, I was born and raised in Cameroon. Um, I I belong to a certain village, you know, but my tribe, when it comes to this universal theme, is a black man, It's a black person, right? So that is how I am approaching this conversation. Um, <clears throat> now, the the different layers and the different levels as to which um, I say that we we define tribe. We obviously, Nico name, um, named some of them uh, through socioeconomic means, uh, through um, actual, you um, you know, the different places where we live, the different schools that we have attended, uh, whether it be the frats that you are part of. But for me especially, I always go back to this point, you know, which is to say that other people, you know, because when we speak about Jewish people, they're different tribes in in in, in, in even in the Jewish nation. But at the end of the day, I promise you that a Jewish person is going to uh, is going to go ahead and align with another Jewish person, you yeah. know. At the end of the day, right? Um, but especially when we come as we as Black people, you know, these are the types of conversations that we gotta have, you know, because we are not aligning this, with each other. This, that, this that, conversation that, is deep. <laughs> this yeah, that, and and that's how I am approaching this. Like, and as I said earlier there is absolutely nothing wrong with you know um having a certain pride in who you are and where you come from right yeah. uh because even when we come back to africa and we're speaking about oh um you know you're from this country or you're from that country uh, this is literally where I, I i so much agree with what essay said it's like if we are going back and looking historically where your country is currently and where your people are currently from, they actually were not in that same place four or 500 years ago. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. It's called migration. Right. Yeah. So, so if, if we are truly speaking about that, we are all one people. Right. And I, I learned that personally because, you know, I, 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 I'm actually dating uh, an African-American girl. Right. And I've been dating her for over three years now. And the one thing that I learned, just as Essay said, is that some of those things that, you know, whether it be family members or oh, my fellow African brethren had told me, you know, was the, causing the differences between us um, are quite fictitious and quite, are, are literally laden with lies. Like, like all over, I began to notice that her grandmother is literally my grandmother. You know like, like literally some of the things, it, it, from the mannerisms to, to, to even some parts of the culture, if you're really just paying attention, you see that there is not much of a difference. And it goes now back what the essay said, "This literally borders on fear." And that's why initially my statement was my, 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 my statement was, this, is, this was literally thought to us." you know literally as self-hate because other and this is how i view tribalism based on race other races are not doing this right like when it comes down to it within their own uh a racial context it, no matter what it is they're going to line up and and and, and stick amongst themselves so you know that's the answer to answer that question that's how i that's my definition and um essay also mentioned something that is really true. Um, and this is my final point. Um, we also have to uh, come to the point where we are questioning where our ideas of tribe are coming from, right? Is it something that you formed on your own? And, um, when it starts leaning towards, you know, being destructive, as Nico said, are we questioning it? Right? Are we pushing back? Right. In Freddie's case, they were able to 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 push back and it's gotten them to where they are today. But is everybody
0: willing to do that? Yeah. I, I wanna know, hear who's... from I wanna hear from uh Essay. Uh not Essay. Lynette, uh, no. What's Alice? Uh, Alice? Alice, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, and then Tammy. Y'all you quiet. Uh Alice and Tammy. What's what's up with y'all? <laughs>
6: Um, actually, I'm just taking it in, and uh, like Jason, I like to take notes so I can kind of, you know, because there's some things that everyone said that I I, I think about and want to piggyback on. Um, so one of the things as a Black American, we have, I don't know if it's some on one end it's the luxury, but on the other end is the unfortunate situation where we do have to create our own tribes. Um, we had the ability years ago, um, you know, I'm growing up in like older family. We grew up in church. Um, that's what everybody did. And so we had a shared culture in that. Um, we had shared ways, norms, um, ways of being, and as time has grown on, people aren't going to church as much. So there's kind of a fracture in, in terms of how we define ourselves. And so, so you may find like, um, like, uh, and, and I apologize, make sure I have your name right. Um, and Laura, like you mentioned, um, like what are we talking about in terms of tribalism? And so we do kind of define it on like a micro level, um, whether it be just your, your hood, um, whether it be your neighborhood where you grew up, the city and town. Um, so my experiences is personally, uh, I grew up in a pretty multicultural neighborhood so there was um, there was black people, white people, Puerto Ricans, um, different African groups, different um, Caribbean groups, and we all just kind of worked together. at least when I was younger, um because like Nico said, there there's that socioeconomic um, level. So we all just kind of worked within that. We had very similar values, things like that. But as you get older, um, and it's time to start romantic relationships. Uh, I don't know if this is a common term, uh, term that we used to hear in the household, don't bring him home if he can't use your comb. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know.
10: Um, Wait, so, I didn't get uh, what did she
6: say, don't bring him home what? Don't bring him home if he can't <laughs> use your comb. Don't bring him home if he can't use your comb. So, <laughs> you know, so. Yep. It started off early. It started off early. And um, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you just got it. Yeah. You know, My reaction and, was priceless. <laughs> and, and so, you know, so we had to start to define then, like, you know, uh, why is that? You know, it's like, so it's trying to preserve the culture, trying to preserve our norms. But then, like, as they said, there's also the fear. Um, so on the one hand, it's going to be like, you know, fear that these people do things differently. But I do yeah. believe as African-Americans, there's the really great lurking fear. Oh, okay, so if you start dating a white person, you know, they may accept you, but what is their family going to do? How is it, how is their family going to accept you? And and so these are always things in the back of, you know, back of your head, um, back of your mind. and. Uh, so one of the benefits, so coming back to the idea of tribalism, one of the benefits of being able mm-hmm. to choose your own tribe is, like I said, there's that shared culture, the preservation of culture. Um, but then it can be, you know, so like, or before that, like with that, you took care of people. So even if you had people, different socioeconomic levels within your tribe, there was still a care for each other. And and I think that's one of the wonderful benefits of being able to choose who your people are. You can care about each other collectively, but it does become exclusionary. Um, and, and and a lot of that is based on fear. And like I said, so coming back to like romantic relationships, you try to bring home a white person, you try to, you know, all of a sudden it's like, well, their family's gonna try to lynch you? Um, I bet your, their family is racist. And, and so those discussions start to come up and even, <laughs> as an adult trying to, you know, have this discussion with my mother. um, Am I I in a relationship with someone who is not black? No, I'm not in a relationship with anybody. So that makes it easy. But, um, you know, trying to have those discussions with like an 83 year old mother, like, you know, what if I were to bring somebody home who who was different than me? You know, simply not done. And so a lot of it is very similar.
0: I know Lynette, Lynette. I see Lynette itching, but tell me you you too quiet, bro. <laughs>
8: I'm I'm just taking it all in, man. Uh uh I mean, yeah, so much have been, been mentioned. Um I I I think for me when I think of tribalism, I um and it's nothing more than people groups and that has always existed. Um I think tribalism is different from say race, which I hear the, you know, sort of, we're going back and forth with those languages, you know, race is a social construct that's fairly new, two to three centuries, and so, but prior to that, everyone identified um, according to some kind of, you know, tribal norms, Um, and, you know, having conflict with other people groups is nothing new, Um, you know, uh, the English and the Irish had issues. and and so anyways the point is is that there's a lot of good that comes from belonging to a particular people group uh to a particular culture uh the problem obviously is when we begin to see our particular people group our particular tribe our particular identification has been superior and others has been inferior um or for me as a christian when we begin to uh owed on to our cultural values to be much more important than than say your your faith values um and allowing that to control the other uh and so i think that's that's where the arm and the danger has been presented uh i think we have to embrace our unique cultural phenomena because it, it's what makes us who we are whether whether you're from the southern, southern state of Mississippi or from New York. Uh, you know, you're Black, but there's still this cultural, unique, uh, unique cultural tradition that you hold from the area you grew up in. And, and I think all those things need to be celebrated. Um, they need to be embraced. Just gotta be careful not to uh, allow them to control uh, every areas of our life or begin to cause us to look at others as being inferior and us as superior
0: i
2: love i like i like i like that um freddie let's circle back to you brother so two things i want to say uh one and we had like i want like to make sure we touch on all the questions so i don't know if mm-hmm. we have the time to do that um yeah and I, I, we, so got I keep up. we got an hour and a half we're stuck on the second question though right because <laughs> 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 <I'm> yeah so <laughs> one question took an hour anyway and, and the reason why i'm saying that is because i think just for our conversation a lot of us have great inputs but i feel like if it's not catered to the specific question, then we go on a tangent and we start like right. talking about a lot of things. And a lot of this concept and this um, conversation is so interesting and we could easily lose ourselves in it. And I feel yeah. like just in keeping with the subject matter, like, you know, cause I feel like that conversations, those questions are very interesting. And I feel like with the kind of panel we have, I'd rather have, have us spend the, the next hour sharing those questions instead of sure, just sure. like tumbling. So I, I'll I'll okay. hold my responses cuz it's going to cater to All something right. that Nico said earlier. All right, let's go with one of
0: those other que- anybody got anything to add to anything then before we we hit on those questions. For those listening on watching on Facebook, we have pre-questions uh, ready and uh Jason, I, think, ready? Um, I think I think
5: No, if if it doesn't cater to the 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 questions, that that's fine. I I totally agree with you, Freddie. Let's uh <laughs> let's let's make sure we don't go off on a tangent but uh one thing in response to uh to temi uh yes race is a social construct but uh we do live in a racial society just wanted to throw that out there
3: yeah and okay. and, and Lara had asked a question about i think Elara had asked a question about um uh, micro level versus micro level um tribalism and how we wanted to tackle that is that something we can agree on before we move forward that way we we know that we're talking about um, a specific um, type of tribalism uh, tribalism here or as we move forward, or do we want to keep it open and then each time we talk, just mention what we're talking
10: about? I really want to dive into this fear and the stereotypes at that we see others, like this fear that it's innate in us by our parents, that is innate in our parents' parents. Like I really want to dive into this fear because I feel like it's limiting us from really, con- like, wholly connecting with another person. Like Freddie, do you feel like I know you and your um, you and your boo, you and your bae, have been dating for um, seven years? So do you feel like? you you guys have you know like kind of break down every barrier or is there some some fear because like okay go ahead reflect sorry
0: I want that and that, the question is to you Freddie that I is one of the that. questions
10: I that is one sure. of the questions
0: okay oh, that was that is, question? yeah. Oh. yeah that's one of the questions um and we all we all you know as, as far as what I've what I've got it um can 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 agree that there is that fear. And so one of the questions was how can we destroy toxic tribalism? Let's 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 touch now on the positive, like moving forward as far as far as like a call to action. How can we, as a diverse people that we have on this panel and people watching right now, move forward and destroy toxic tribalism
2: or that fear? Okay. So I guess yeah I'll just answer his question and try to pull your question in in it. Um so one of the ways I feel like we could destroy this, um, if that's the right terminology, is understanding, and I hate using this word, loose. like I feel like a lot of people use this word, but wisdom needs to be implemented in your life on all bases. Wisdom is not a it's not elective subject, it's not like a discipline, it's, it, it's, it's a pretty much a blanket through everything you do. And the reason why that's important and how I think that would help break down some of these negative barriers when it comes to tribalism. And this tribalism is specific to like, you know, cultural, because that's kind of where the subject matter came from. I don't want to go to like other aspects of class or all that. Um, one of the things that would help is, now I'm gonna to tie to what you asked me um in Laura, is through wisdom, I realized that tribalism and way way was and way became are different based on the zeitgeist. Zeitgeist being the time and the location of the event. So like now, as a Nigerian, there are certain things that my mom, my mom would want me to marry a Nigerian, right? But then she has five boys. So she knew that wasn't going to happen statistically. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, one of the things that through dialogue, you know, I feel like I help her understand is you cannot, that is, a, now only says the ignorant way to look at somebody you want to spend your life with, but it's not a wise way to make a decision to me, it's almost as foolish as saying, "Oh, I want to marry somebody who I love to sleep with it's, it's not wise to the construct of what you want to do um That being the case, one of the ways and then, and then I know why it this keep in mind. know back when tribalism was a big deal it's because of wars because of mistrust it's because of economic benefits it was all that in the beginning but it's longer that unfortunately people don't want to understand or grow from that you know so just now to tie on to how the ways we could deconstruct it or whatever or you know fix it is understand what it was supposed to do what is it meant for because if you understand what the tribalist construct is meant for based on like in this case i guess uh ethnic culture you do understand if it's worth deconstructing and for me what i realized is a lot of times it is um all of it was sh- strictly based on protection you know and in this time and day that we're in we're in a global society most of you right now some of you are even if you're born in your specific country i was born in nigeria i cannot relate to the average nigerian there let's face it why is that because i have some opportunities that i don't have the same way um if you're born in america you and let's say for example you grew up in like the inner city you're not gonna you're not gonna you're gonna, you're not gonna really relate to like the country folks because you just have different environments but using wisdom lets you understand what part of that city inf- um influence benefited you, probably the willingness to kind of compete on the larger le- level okay, great keep that you know and looking okay, for the people who were like. You know was born in nigeria or in ghana or cameroon what was some of that that was good oh okay the appreciation for family appreciation of respect okay cool keep that now implement it to the world that you live in you know i always tell my mom "Mom, my mom always make this joke i said my mom i was i always make this joke to my mom so you understand what i'm trying to say is uh mom i'm happy i'm happy that you went to school and you know you've graduated you did all that but if I will always beat you because I have internet with me, so if you are studying and reading your book and I'm using the internet, I will always beat you because I have more resources in my hand. So you, it's hard for you give me advice if you're stuck on the 1960s while I'm living in 2020. And that thing, and that statement still arrived, drives to you know, what we are, what we have now. Those those tribalism exist for a reason based on the time in which it made sense. But what you should do, I feel like to deconstruct it is take the good out of it and implement it with your current reality. And also implement the wisdom part out of all that. At least that's why I know that helped me um, where, I mean, do that to answer your question, Laura. It pretty much solved a lot of our issues. Now, I don't even see her as, see, that's another thing. I don't see her as oh Lebanese lady or oh, Lebanese like woman. I see her as my fiance. You Understand? Because that doesn't matter. Never really did. One of the things that drew me in her was who she is. I mean, we know we know people who married the same tribe that got divorced, you know, or worse. Like we so this wisdom. Wisdom taught us that. So, you know, the more we understand that those were put there for a reason, but doesn't mean to we need to embark on it wholeheartedly, I think the better we'll be our interacting in the global society in which we're all part of. And that's it. Sorry for going on too long. You good, you good. Somebody else?
10: I think Lynette raised her hand or allison
9: Yes,
0: Lynette. Lynette.
9: Okay, okay. So I was I'm taking notes too, because I was like, hey, I like I like this no,
6: notes take, oh, oh,
4: now. I'm taking notes my I, I have
3: been writing since I sat down. I have been writing since I sat down. This yeah. is a, wow. It's a learning experience.
9: This is really valuable. So I, w- I want to stick to the initial statement, like around toxic tribalism, you know, like what's, what are some of the negatives? So w- when I, I'm, so working with my own personal thing around tribalism, it's, it's the basis that I'm rooting for everybody Black. That does not mean I am in opposition to everyone who's not Black. It just means I am I am putting my energy, whenever I have the opportunity to spend a dollar, I'm gonna try and put my Black dollar in a Black hands. That means whenever I'm open to dating, I'm seeking out the Black person first. That means when I'm in a room of maybe my peers on the workplace, I am looking for the brown face in the room, right? And so I feel like, rooting for everyone black where it gets in the way it is when there is someone black who is behaving like an enemy right and so when i say behaving like an enemy i mean they are actively doing saying things that are damaging to black people where where people who look like me feel the impact and i know we mentioned that race is a social construct and i, I forget which one of you brought that up but it's it's Wait, a social, yes. And yes, it, 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 like, yes, that's that's where it was born, but it, it's also real. And so this social construct impacts the way we experience the world. Like, if you have a negative interaction with the police, it is not because you're a Nigerian or because you're a Cameroonian, it is because you're Black, right? And so, and I'm assuming it's injustice, whatever, you know. I think, so some of the tribalism from me is what how can we pull resources how can we remain connected how can we make sure we're doing our best to give each other the benefit of the doubt and so my default is to listen to look for the black person to listen to the black person and to support the black person where i draw the line is if we if it turns to find out that black person is a fraud or that black person is abusive or that black person is harming children or that black person is stealing um resources you know like so i feel like it's not this unconditional love but it's an unconditional benefit of the doubt for me i want to hear what you have to say first Um, i
8: want to i want to i want to make a quick clarification um, because i've heard it as you mentioned a couple of times me mentioning that race is a social construct is not a denial of race being a present reality. Okay. It was I'm w- I mentioning in context of the the long-standing existence of tribalism as opposed to race. When we talk about you know the relationship between those of different colors.
6: Yeah,
9: and I and I appreciate I, I appreciate it. thank you thank you for the clarification. I appreciate that. And 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 one thing to Freddie, and I wanted to say, like, I also appreciate how when you're at home with your fiance, you're not seeing my Lebanese fiance, you are seeing the the woman that you love. I appreciate that. The so the world, however, does not not see that, you know. And how when when you leave your home, it's not just these two people who love each other. So I think it's it's good. I think there is a benefit of building relationships beyond our tribe. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a benefit to understanding and, and there's overlap, right? Because I'm I'm one of those people who's a member of a sorority. So these people are also my tribe. I'm right. an artist so I have a tribe mm-hmm. of artists. Right? I bet you it's aka huh <laughs> I bet you it's
1: aka
3: He <laughs> <laughs> said he bets you it's aka I
1: you. I'm just trying to understand why. You say such a thing. Delta. I know in my spirit, she's a Delta. I know in my spirit, she's a Delta. She's
8: oh, a yeah.
2: Delta. Oh, oh! oh. oh, oh. <laughs> I felt it.
10: You felt? So, Sarah, are you? A... Are we? Are we connected? <laughs> i know.
1: friend. You are no. No, we, I just got to tell. I, just, I, I lived figured. in. A, I lived in an apartment with a Delta who was pledging. So I.
2: Yeah, yeah, I knew he was a Delta. I, oh.
1: Yeah, I'm very familiar. I have yeah. friends. And so that's, that's
9: also a tribe. So I, I think it's toxic when it goes against our best interest. So when it doesn't make sense anymore, I'm not going to support someone just because they're black when their values um, are in opposition
6: yep. to
9: how I want to see the world. So my my thing around tribalism is is uplifting, not so much um, excluding, but making sure my best energy, my first dollar. My
6: listening
2: ear, um yeah. my benefit of the doubt, is are are for the people who who look like me. I agree with you 100%. 100%. By the way, to, to yeah. I oh, agree with you 100%. I'm the same way. I look for the black person in the room. Uh, I make sure if I can, you know, the black person get the dollar. I just, you know, I think you spoke on it exactly. I just balance the two. I don't let that blind loyalty or blind respect. It's more of a respect thing because mm-hmm. I understand. um Just cloud my judgment in anything because I feel like that's a wise way to navigate the world. Mm -hmm. Essay.
1: Yeah, um, I want to say I really agree. And I think Lynette got to like the root of the point when she said at the beginning that um just because I am rooting for black people or rooting for my tribe doesn't mean I am in contention with anybody else. Mm
10: -hmm. I think
1: that's that idea of like just because I am preserving my cultural beliefs my whatever it is that is of my value system doesn't mean i am necessarily trying to bring down somebody else's Um, or more that i'm in contention to somebody else's i can appreciate mine and i can also appreciate yours i think is where the idea of cross-culturalism comes to play tribalism is when you say i like mine everybody else can go fuck themselves sorry to curse i think that's where tribalism really comes to play, and I think in trying to like end mm-hmm. toxic tribalism, when you have that thought of like oh everybody else can like go kick rocks, you have to then ask yourself why and then in getting to the root of what exactly is that the, what exactly has caused you to have those emotions or that reaction to somebody else because they're different from you, you start to understand what are, what are the lies that you were told, what is the historical context what is the history that we've taken out of context like we know that like And even within tribes in in African countries, we can go back and say there was this war that happened in 1860-something, blah, 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 blah. And we've carried, and our grandparents taught us this about those people, but like you said, but then you know that it's, a rhetoric was created around the people for the purpose of that war. And then it kind of just carried on even after the war was resolved. So I think we just, there needs to be a lot of asking why. And another thing I wanted to say is I understand what Freddie and Lynette, when you say, like, especially when you're in a romantic relationship with someone, you say that you don't necessarily see them as a race or as an ethnic group, you see them as a person that you love. But I think um I don't know that you can that you can love someone while and I don't think this is what you meant, but by um not um acknowledging their identity. I think it's like I was in a relationship, and I obviously, like, like obviously, like, I know you clarify, I, I feel like if I was in a relationship with someone who wasn't black, and they said, oh, I don't see you as a black woman, I see you as you as you as my girlfriend. It's like, no, but my blackness has been definitive to who I am, my Nigerianness has been definitive as who I am, it is not all of who I am. That's
6: that's fair, fine.
1: My name, my race, what you see on the cover, when you see me is not entirely all that defines who I am. Yeah. But when you say, when you start to erase those things, you are erasing a part of me. And I start to then debate how exactly we are in this relationship. If you're not understanding mm-hmm. um the context with which I experience the world, it means that you can't be empathetic towards me if you're erasing that. But I don't, and I definitely don't think that that is something that you all do. But I think I want, that's something I did want to address.
5: I think that, oh, essay, I hope I'm not interrupting you if you're not then Okay. Um, I I lit. I mean, literally, I wrote that down. Um, and I'm also sure that that's probably what you didn't mean, Freddie. Um, but but certainly you you we want to get to that point where the race is not like the first thing like you're looking at somebody and that's the first thing you're seeing. But I I'm definitely in agree in agreement with that. Like, say for example, um, with my girlfriend who was African American, the one thing that I've done to be able to bridge. You know that divide, or maybe it's by opening up and allowing myself to learn of her experience, right? Um, learn, learn of who she is as an African American. Uh, learn of her history, right? Um, and also allowing for her to learn mine. Um, so it's me not saying, "Oh, well, you're you're black. You're not." African-American because she still has a specific experience. Her people still have a specific experience that even though she is Black, that experience still dictates how she views life. And if I am, you know, being reductive uh, about that experience, then, you know, that does not help to be able to bridge that, that gap. So part of, the, you know, dealing with this tribalism is to be able to say, I'm comfortable enough in my culture to know that I can learn from her culture and add to mine. And it does not reduce my my African culture and vice versa. Uh, um, you know, she's comfortable enough in her African-American culture to say that, oh, I can learn this African culture and it adds to who I am.
7: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I would like to touch on that. I think. Yeah, one. Cool, cool. Yeah, I think that is, uh, you really spoke some wisdom there. Um, I think too, I don't think we can completely close travelism. I think we can turn it down a notch by, you know, through education, you know, like, um, he said, um open to new experiences, um, and also building a closer relationship with God so we can see people through Christ and not by, by yeah. the race or by the groups of people you know, in the Bible, it says love your neighbor as you love yourself. So if we share that kind of value, we don't see people by group. We see them by through Christ So we see them in a different light. And I think with time also would, you know, with time also things will tend to evolve and people will get more closer to each other and people will tend to learn over time to know that tribalism, I mean, in certain aspects is good, but in, in all other certain aspects, you know, it has its own pros and cons as well. So it's it's a matter of time, education, and opening to new, you know, new experiences and learning new things and also building more close relationship with God. I think that would definitely tone it down a bit, but I don't think it will completely go away. Um, it's just like race. Race would never, uh, I mean, <laughs> that would never go away. Um, so, yeah uh teres uh, joined
0: us late uh, if you would just start by introducing yourself thank you by the way quick appreciate you brother. uh teres real quick just introduce yourself and then fire away
4: i'm Therese. i'm from cameroon currently in Oklahoma. sorry i was going by central time i completely forgot you <laughs>
3: <laughs> welcome anyways welcome
4: thanks but i mean i've I was following the last topic, but since we're on destroying the toxic tribalism, I hope everybody can hear me. I really talk slow. Um, Just to piggyback on that, there's one thing my mom always says. She says, just be a decent human being. That's it. Just be a decent person. Just be a decent individual. And then all this negativity it's not going to find roots in your life like you would not go around seeing people for things they're not or seeing people for things that you assume them to be first thing i'd say just be a decent human being and be open-minded too you know there are more opinions in the world than yours and what you grew up with you know people come from different places with different backgrounds and if you're open to that to that reality, I feel like it's going to break down these barriers of saying, oh, it's us versus them type thing which tribalism brings up. And also, I feel like, like, I think someone mentioned, I forgot their name, I'm sorry, who said about the 1960s and the 2020 um, analogy. I feel like it's, it's a continuous process you know, growth and evolution, it's going to be a continuous process. Like it's not going tribalism and racism and all that, it, they're not going anywhere anytime soon, but we have to learn to evolve and grow with the times. Like is that fight that caused whatever caused tribe A and tribe B in the sixties or seven or twenties, not to talk, is that still relevant in 2020? If it's not, toss it away. And I feel like we as individuals should come to a point where we are courageous enough to question our own beliefs. Like I grew up, this is, you know, this is what I grew up with, but this is 2020, it's no more 1980s, is this still relevant? Can I still trust this to hold water like it did when I was growing up? You know, so things like that is what I feel like in my opinion is, it's going to water down the toxicity in tribalism, and I like what I think it was Lynette. She said, "Find a black person in the room." That's something new I learned today. So thank you for that.
0: That's yeah. dope. That's dope. That's dope. Uh-huh. Um, let's see who's 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 ha- who has the hand up. Aliz, uh, yeah, Aliz.
6: <laughs> um, I have one more thing to say. Also. Oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Fred's well, okay. forgive me. Go ahead.
0: Uh, uh and Lara, you guys something to say?
10: Oh no, Elise, we were gonna um speak, right? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, yes. Elise. So,
6: okay. Oh, oh sorry, it's Allison. Um but I know oh, like my IG handles up here, but it's fine, no, it's okay. Um <laughs> but uh like um everybody's just making such a good point but I I wanted to kind of touch on something that Jason said in terms of learning uh, about each other's culture. Um, When we're looking at the idea of dismantling toxic tribalism, one of the things that I think works, one of the things that just works all around is just having this introduction to each other's culture. Um, I think right now, one of the things that we haven't even explored is how right now what's happening during this pandemic, how at some point we're gonna have to join together as larger groups to support each other, Um, whether it be to help people who are in isolation, whether it be to assist each other economically. um, And like, as for me, like I'm a Christian, um, Kwaku mentioned, um, you know, looking at people through the eyes of Christ and that's going to join us together. One of the things that I remember as a kid, um, you know, like I said, grew up in a multicultural um, town, but as a Black American, we didn't have the same access to, say, our history. Um, we didn't have, uh, like, you know, we had our shared culture. But we didn't really have a, a lot. We don't really have a lot of access to our history before coming over here as enslaved people. Um, and so as we created our own norms, um, you create stereotypes um, or unfortunately, you know, my generation, my parents' generation was fed a lot of disinformation on who Africans were. Um, and so there was even a understand, like it was taught to us for the long time, like we weren't even a part of the same shared history like we look like each other but like you're almost taught like nope africans are different africans live this way they don't they don't do what you do um you know and and we've heard all the stupid stereotypes i know y'all have heard all the stupid stereotypes about black americans the the ones they have about africans are pretty stupid too um and so one of the things that helped me as a child is being a part of a group that sought out to find out about our history our shared African you know shared African DNA our history and so I remember going to a cultural arts school and getting just like a little taste of of, yeah y'all this is Africa this is this is some of Mm. what the country looks like and this is women and we did the, you know we did our African dances you know we had our skirts I did that for years and you know and and even though that was by far not the full truth of of the the continent it was just that little bit of a taste just that that little bit of an introduction and and so as it started to spread to me that that's how i grew up um, it started this interest and and so this desire to learn more and i think that helps in terms of breaking down toxic tribalism that you know into that that being willing to share your culture um, even just on a small scale with other people and you know we got to see similarities like you know I remember in my school they taught us about like how tap dancing was related to um, enslaved Africans who used to put rocks between their toes and like tap on wooden boards to send messages and, and that's like the evolution evolution attack dance like oh my goodness all of a sudden I have a connection all of a sudden I have a shared history and and I think that definitely is what we're missing to to gr- create that togetherness to join us together as people
8: hmm.
0: I don't know if anybody so, else got a got a point on that before we move to the next yeah.
3: question I, I want to talk about destroying toxic um, tribalism I just want to uh, say a few things. And I I absolutely agree with what everybody is saying. It's very important to um, uh, see beyond the individual or beyond the group. Um, I think I, I remember um, talking to somebody about uh, something about, I think the topic was um, the instincts, trying to overcome the instincts of the things that separate us and, and as, as far as uh, and that hinder cooperation between groups and I think it could apply here right where you you have to ask yourself who really matters everyone equally right and what really matters everyone's happiness and can everybody truly be happy if we keep accent uh, uh amplifying our differences and what doesn't make us identify as part of this group and part of that group and we keep digging in deep and saying, we're part of this specific group and that's who we are as our identity. Um, while it's important to think about our identity, it's also important to, re- to look at the global picture, right? Um, historically, um, if you look in history, many of the wars have always started with some element of tribalism. The biggest and most glaring example of genocide in the world is what happened in Rwanda in the early 1990s, right? where the Hutus and the Tutsis were going at each other. Um, that's a very glaring example of tribalism that has caused yes. that, a huge stain on global humanity. And, and how did they get over this? You go to Rwanda today, you would not believe that this country was in war for 30 years, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and they were splitting each other just because the person believed, be, be, belonged to a different tribe and the other person belonged to a different tribe you You learn in Rwanda today, so how did they overcome this I, I you know, so I think their example is one that we can use and quote um as as a way to overcome toxic tribalism, um truth and reconciliation, looking each other in the face, you know like tell me, I want to understand what are you feeling about me why I mean, we've watched enough African movies to understand that. You know, we, have, we see these African parents say, hey, um, you know, you're not, you're not marrying my daughter because you're not Igbo, you're not Yoruba, something like that. Or you're from Delta State. Things, we've seen all those things in African movies enough. How do they always end the movie? There's always that one thing that forces you to look in the mirror. Um, to say, okay, well, I guess I was just being a, a jerk to you because, you know, I didn't see you as a person. I was referring to you as an Igbo man versus just looking at you as a person who's in love with my daughter or divide or vice versa, right? So those are some of the lessons we can take. And I feel like in order to address the identity-based, um, the, the issue of tribalism, we should address the, the elements of identity that cause us to always have that instinct to identify as part of this tribe versus part of that tribe. And, and if we can figure out what that is and, and fix it from there, I think we will be able to tackle this easy, uh, quite easily. That's just what I wanted to point out.
0: Sweet. Uh, Viewers on Facebook are itching to ask questions. Shout out to everybody watching on Facebook right now and the replay on YouTube. Yes, you can ask questions on Facebook, and we got we got an hour. We can go on that. I don't know what y'all got planned. Nobody nobody going anywhere. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Quarantine.
10: Quarantine. We ain't going nowhere. I wanted so, to. I um, mean,
3: if you we want to keep going, point. like I can pour myself a glass of vodka. And we can
10: keep going. <laughs> you can
4: go ahead. I think Michael's
10: point is. I'm not sure if you guys um got my question in the group chat, but I I we were emailing back and forth with the professor. She was oh yeah, the professor was able to make it, and she said that she would challenge the word um tribalism yeah. according to an African history professor specifically. Specifically, Dr. Tenguangang challenges the term tribalism. African and native populations are the only groups we apply tribe to, but when it is a white folks, we use the term ethnicity. So what is your t- take on that? Um, like, how do you guys feel about that? Is this true? Why do we do that? Is this a disadvantage for us? Is it an advantage for us? What do you guys think?
5: Can I, can um, I address that briefly? I'm, I'm sorry, SA. please please go ahead. Uh oh
1: i was so like the idea is that like oh african people are referred to african groups are referred to as tribes and then white people are referred to as ethnicity i think like the idea that we like say because white people have decided something it's a negative toward connotation towards african people is just giving white people power like i guess this is my tribe like just because it has negative connotations to white people doesn't mean it has negative connotations to me like i don't mind associating these people with my tribe i mean Growing up in Nigeria, we considered we called them ethnic groups like a Yoruba ethnic group, an Igbo ethnic group, um, a Hausa ethnic group, all of those things. So like when, and I've seen it in when, uh, the only time I've seen that is since I've come to the U.S. You, you people say, oh, tribal means that tribal, tends, you think tribal, you think bush, you think underdeveloped, you think um. You think savage i think is like the connotation behind that word in an american context but i think it goes back to that american egocentrism like just because something means something here doesn't mean it means that everywhere in the world so like
8: I guess, yeah i think I I, I, I I second that essay um go, go ahead jason oh,
5: i'm sorry i'm sorry brother um so my understanding of that too essay uh, and i wholeheartedly agree with that And um, I watched uh, specifically this like uh, literally about three years ago um, with uh, uh, the late great uh, Chinua Achebe speaking on this, right? Speaking particularly on that word tribe. Now, I think that, yes, it definitely uh, gives it a certain credence that, you know, that, you know, white people uh, get to be able to say that a word means something and then we fall in line. Now, uh, I think it also now also goes back to language. Uh, and, and and how uh, and how we and how we view language. And this is interesting uh, um, because I even wrote a poem about this and about language, right? Um, like I studied English at the university. I love the English language, but I also know the history of that language and what it's been used to do, right? So I wrestle with that every single day. Um, I wrestle with the fact that I write in this language. You know and somebody even once asked me what language do you think in right even for somebody like myself who speaks four different languages i speak my uh my native language fluently um but i still wrestle with the fact that probably english is my favorite language uh, you know um so i think that this is a language thing more than more than anything else um and you uh, yes the word tribe is is the repurp- repurposing of the word right same like the 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 way the, the word nigger right the word nigger with the hat, hard r right has all the negative connotations to it right but it's been taken and 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 black yeah. people have argued that they've taken and repurposed it to be a word that empowers them now Right, so again, I, I think it's, yes, it's all about language and it's how we're able to view it. So it's maybe also us finding a way to define ourselves with a word that makes us feel comfortable or taking that word tribe and repurposing it so that it's powerful for us and not one that weakens us or lessens us or makes us inferior.
8: Yeah, I would, Um, I think- Thank you, Jason. Can you hear me?
0: Yes.
8: Cool. Um. No, I agree with you, Essay, I think and, and Jason. I think the um, the the word uh tribe, I think it's uh, it's an American phenomenon, an American language. Um I remember in college, my African American professor, African American history professor said in a, in a in a class, he said, you know, don't use the word uh tribe, you know, rather use the word uh people group. Um and and, and to him he saw the word "tribe" as as having a negative connotation and not adequately describing um, a particular group. Um, but you know, for me, ethnicity ethnicity wasn't something that the white man told me to use. It was always something I've always used to identify um, other people. Thank you. Awesome. So,
2: like, first, let me say that that question itself is designed to be divisive. Yeah, maybe that. not. Maybe it's not intentional, but it is divisive. And I feel like I need to put this definition on on the table, because I, f- I feel like people use words interchangeably and they all kind of specify different things. So one of it is being race. Race, from what we know it to be, is the de- this understanding of color-based for a skin tone. That's what your race is. And I'm gonna explain why this is important. If somebody, when we talk about discussion about race, that's what it is. When somebody said ethnicity. Ethnicity is lineage of your character, physical characteristics or cultural relevance in which you identify with or is identified by seeing, you, right? And then um, culture. current uh, Culture is the social construct in which you adopt and the way you see things and the way you interact with the world. Now, why that's important is a lot of people, when we have conversations about things like this, and I ran into it a few times, they will mix a statement that, we, that should be specifically for race and use it to define culture. And they use something that's supposed to be the culture, define ethnicity. Those three things are three mutually exclusive things. And I feel like when questions like are asked, it, it, it always brings a level of divisiveness because most people, just in general, if you have a conversation with people, that's about something that's related to race, they'll give you an ethnic, ethnic ethnicity like rebuttal and it's like that's not the same thing <laughs> So, with, with, without that go, going on a tangent um i just want to put that out there that those three mm-hmm. those three words need to be defined and understood on this basis on this conversation so we don't lose the their relevance you know and hopefully Structured.
0: Shout out, um, some, shout out to Kururama Kuru on uh, Facebook. She said, I recently learned from a few Native people I've interacted with that Native Americans were also referred to as stripes, a term they believe was given to them by the white people.
2: Native people use the word band instead. And also, um, let, just let me add one more thing, please, before I forget it. Yeah, go, um, on, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, uh, so, when it comes to, you guys can understand, as African, as the African as diaspora, we're not the only ones who have. Tribal and conflict issues. Every race, every ethnicity has this too. If you if you hang on enough, like Jewish people, they'll tell you they have they have their issue. If you if you hang around enough Chinese people, they'll tell you. If you hang around enough Indian people, they'll tell you. So I, I recently, when, when they use the word like tribalism and stuff, um, um, ethnicity, those, it's divisive. Everybody has their issue. This human beings are known to have issues with each other, no matter what. It could be something as simple as the white dress, blue, um, white dress, uh, gold, um, gold stripes, and some people see us in their blue and in the blue and, and blue and black. So like, it's always gonna be a thing. I feel like when those questions are thrown at, don't learn to overlook it or or see above it because the, if a white person calls it tribalism, you call it ethnic. Like, it doesn't matter. It's just a word in place to help you understand something, and and that's it.
8: Mm -hmm. Anybody else? For clarification, are you saying if someone, if the word doesn't matter, if someone calls the use of the word tribe shouldn't matter because it's just a way to define a people group? Is that what you're saying? No, we definitely
2: not. No, words matter. I'm not that kind of guy. No, (laughs) words matter. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying in the original question, uh, I guess. They quoted that why is it that white people, when it comes to identifying like black people, they use like Africans, I guess, they're used they to focus more on tribal, like tribe. While, like, when they describe each other and their different regions where they're from, it's more of ethnicity. And all I'm saying is most people can differentiate the two without making it seem like some kind of a derogatory de- de- understanding of what makes us different. That's all I'm trying to say. No words do matter. I just think that a lot of people just focus too much on those kind of attributes and then they miss the whole point. Hmm.
0: I'm
2: curious where Timmy got so, that
0: fresh this, cut. I just keep that, by the way. Just, <laughs> a,
3: just a quick experience, just a quick question I want to throw out. Um, so, in IT these days, um, for those of you who are in project management or who have dealt with project managers, um, you have, um, say, agile methodologies being implemented across the board, and somehow um, the idea of tribes uh, or squads is, is is quite prevalent in the IT world nowadays in project management. How do you guys feel about that? Because does that cheapen the the, the meaning or the, the, of the word tribe?
2: People are always gonna remix words. That's just where it is.
5: No. Um, okay. Freddie, I, I have a, um, a quick, it's, it's not even a response, it's just to say that um, I think that I, I wholeheartedly agree with you that, you know, just about every other uh, um, group in the world or race in the world uh, struggles with these things, right? Struggles with these interconflicts and all of these things that they battle. Um, and this is why I went again to preface my earlier statements, which was that I, I approached this particularly as a black man and looking, as the, looking at the black congregation, right? Because at the end of the day, what happens is that those people in those races, when it comes down to it, they fall in line, right? They make sure that their race is good, even if they disagree, you know, no, like literally, and 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 this this is 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 actually just the case. But it seems like when it comes to us in particular, you know, we be damned, right? Uh, and 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 I think that more than anything else, and I will hope, you know, I I think that a lot of people don't understand when Black people say this or when Black people try to speak about a race per se. Um, you know, there, they, like, I would hope that we lived in a world where race actually did not matter as it doesn't. Right. But we do live in a world where it matters and we live under the, the, and we, we bear the brunt of that every single day. So when I am approaching this, uh, uh question of our divisiveness, that is the length in which I am viewing it. And because I view it in that way, then I have to constantly question, you know, where did I learn how to be divided? Which goes back to something um, that Nico said, right? Uh, a, a little history about the people in Rwanda, you know, between the Tutsis and the Hutus, right? The, the Tutsis were a minority in that country, but they were put in power by the Belgians, okay. Right. And 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 guess what the Belgians did when he came? They literally came out, and now the Hutu says, "Wow, the people that were keeping you in power are no longer there." So now the Hutus turns on turned on the Tutsis. So it's always understanding where this divisiveness came from, right? And Tshisekedi um, even chronicles this in "Things Fall Apart," where he shows literally how divide and conquer functions. So th- this is how I view this. And this is how I always go about, you know, looking at about how does our devices, how is it affecting us? Right? And how can we go about uh, solving that? And it's about learning about each other's cultures, valuing those cultures, but not putting it above the 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 bigger umbrella of who we are. You know, and that's, that's how
0: I take it. I love that. Uh let's see it. We got two people uh who got a heart out at nine p.m. I wanna thank y'all so much for joining this. Uh we this is so deep. I would just I would just say we gotta play this in some high schools. But um Lynette and Quaku, appreciate y'all so much. I would just give the floor to both of y'all. We start with ladies first, Lynette, and you can say your bias after your last remarks. Mm-hmm.
9: Thank you. So, what I re- what I really appreciated about this exchange is how polite everyone was.
0: Like, oh, I apologize.
9: No, you first. Oh, I'll wait. I was like, look at this. So, I, I appreciate that. Um, and even just the different ideas, you could see the passion, and it was still there even when there was not a agreement, but just the the listening. I feel like this could be a great, um, like, a clinic for how to listen. To, to what other people have to say. So I really appreciate it. it's really been an opportunity to learn. And um, I'm excited to have these new connections. Um, you have given me more to think about around tribalism. In my, in my mind, there's nothing negative about it. Like I was like, it's all good. It's always the way to go, family first. Um, but I I have some more things to think about. So I appreciate being invited into this forum to, to contribute.
0: What's your social media for people who want to follow you on the grammy and all that?
9: So, so um, I'm Lynette Johnson on Facebook and I'm Naughty Poet everywhere else. And Naughty like hair, K-N-O-T-T-Y Poet on IG, Twitter, Gmail, wherever else. So um,
4: all those. Sweet.
9: Thank, Thank you, you so
0: much, Lynette. Uh, have, a good, have a good evening and stay safe. Wash your hands.
9: Thank
3: you. Doesn't that that just say how the the tone of this conversation, doesn't that say to you how we're going to change the world in a few more years? How this generation (laughs) Uh things and think about it, right? This discussion is quite contentious and we have managed to make sure that we do not get in anybody's face about whatever we're discussing, even when we had conflicting ideas. And this is how the, ideas should be presented especially in talk top, on, on topics like these or subject matters that that touch some of these very touchy feeling type uh things that you have to mm-hmm. talk about that mm-hmm. are you know, quite testy and that can get testy so i really appreciate it thank you for pointing that out yeah
0: i think quaker already dropped out <laughs> um yeah, yeah. but Temmy Tammy, temi, temi has a hard out at nine as well so your last remarks and then uh, your bias
8: So oh, um same thing with the net uh, it's good having a cordial discussion enjoyed the conversation and um and uh looking forward to at least listening in on more of this uh in the future
0: thank you so much and uh again Timmy wrote the forward to this book thank you for for the words brother and for writing and uh right, thank you for asking appreciate it i just wanted the public to publicly say that man thank you thanks bro
8: yes, sir social media let um,
3: meeting you guys oh yeah social media
8: Social media. Uh, I'm not a big social media guy. Sorry, y'all, uh, don't have Instagram. Oh we're catching
10: you. <laughs> 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 Ooh. <No>. Sorry. <laughs>
8: like, you hey, walk outside without your
6: pants, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I
8: try. I try to keep my sanity. That's right. That's good. Tell good me time. old school. All right. Um. We got. Me
0: we've got time for one more question i believe I want to give the audience and people watching enough to think but not too much oh, yeah, um, right. well, i think Kwaku's jason back. is
1: um quick is back
0: okay yeah quick so. we were just uh just gonna give you the opportunity to give your last remarks on yeah. anything and then and then your goodbyes and then how people can follow you on social media sure sure sure
7: um my, my laptop died uh unfortunately <laughs> sorry about that but um yeah, it was really a great experience, like, bringing, you know, all of us, you know, you guys, we all together, speaking about something that really matters, so, for sure, and, uh, wanna, again, thank you for bringing me on board, and next week, you guys will be having the same thing, right, so, if anything, you can always add me, um, it was really, I really learned a lot from the travelism, across culture and stuff like that, that's really something I would take with me, and I'll get to really dive into more, and, uh, yeah um social media is k underscore m dot h dot a um I barely going on anyway but anyway if you reach out to me probably take a couple of days for me to respond but hey i will still respond <laughs> yeah. um so yeah so just keep me in the loop anything i'll, I'll be i'll definitely be um, glad to join any given time
0: Thank you to AK. He's he's looking up looking him up right now and putting it on the chat. I mean, oh. that, that's a true pro, that's a true producer right there. Thank you. Oh wow. <laughs> Thank you.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <I appreciate laughs> All right. It. Thank you so much, brother. Um, no any, yeah. Anybody, you know, saying like I just want to open it now for the next uh fifteen to twenty, twenty-five minutes. Anything that we just wanna wrap up with and just you know close with anything on anything.
3: I do
2: want to talk about that. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, Nico. Sorry.
3: Go ahead. Go ahead, Freddie. I think you want to talk about African democracy.
2: Yeah, I think that's very important. Like for the diaspora, yeah. we have to talk about that.
3: Yeah, very important.
2: Especially
0: the voting coming up. Hmm. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Freddie. You 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 want to shake the table? Go shake shake. Oh, the table. <laughs> okay,
2: okay, 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 okay. Sorry, I didn't. I thought you're gonna like present the question, then we answer it. Okay. Um. So uh, I'm paraphrasing the question because I can't scroll, I can't find it through our chats. The question,
0: already, the question already is how, how, how does tribalism stunt democracy, African democracy, but I was going to say yeah.
2: democracy. I will say African democracy. I think it makes the most sense with the audience we have. Um, so, and I love a lot of you guys pointing out the issues with the Tutsis and Hootsis. Um From Rwanda, let's um, not mention um, Cameroon is dealing with their French side and the English side social yeah. wars in Nigeria we have you know we have the Muslim issues we have the um Boko Haram issues we have also the presidencies um just historically have there been um so Africa definitely is imperative that we all be like-minded when it comes to unity for the future as I look at everybody in this group chat and probably other people who are listening and messaging away we are the generation that can make the difference the reason why i say this is that like lynette said before she left like i'm one of those people i'm more if you're black you know i'm looking out for you because i know what it's like i'm there like i dealt with it i know what it is to succeed whether like i'm always looking out for that person i'm always trying to make us grow i'm very socially aware of what we're in now that being the case i've been in nigeria i've tried making things happen in nigeria with people in nigeria unfortunately that tribalism rears its ugly head. It's harder to have a, a more futuristic or expansive view with people who have never seen the future, have no concept of it, you know what I mean? Or, you know, it's like they have no points of reference to what you're trying to introduce to them. And because of that, I think it destroys the democracy. Is why a lot of African democracies is the way it is now, but moving forward, everybody in this group chat, we are the generation that can make it happen. We. If if we cannot put the ones in Nigeria, because I've been in situation where I try to start a few businesses in Nigeria, but they don't see it the way we see it. We have the opportunity. We are the ones who interface with other cultures. We've seen the importance of certain things. We've seen the negativity of other things. We understand when tribalism makes sense and when is it's just is detrimental to growth. We all know this. And I think I'm I'm imploring all you guys for the future. If you guys do what you can to make sure that we could make those changes in our respective countries, including here for the from the, within the black community. The reason why I say that is, you know, a lot of the reason why Africa's not going the way it shouldn't go. It's not because it's not intelligent people there. You guys know this. A lot of the Africans that make it here are doing great. So it's not that work ethic is not there. You know, it's not it's all because of the cultural impacts is a reason why um, you can't you can't start a legitimate business in my in my country up north. They'll cut your head off if you do too well. The same reason why Cameroon right now, uh, Cameroon right now, like has the opportunity to be one of the big African countries, but they're constantly, even to this day, right now, having civil wars with each other because they're, they're willing to not let go of the past and work for the better future. And I think just to speak on that is definitely detrimental. Is it, it, it hurts the African diaspora. You name what country, you name what location, it hurts if we don't get together and just forget about the tribalism and forget what's the prosperity level of what we can be, the future thinking. The reason why I'm I'm bringing this to you guys, because I know from just experience and seeing, hearing you guys talk, you guys see the dynamics in it and you guys know the history behind some of these issues, but we can change it. They're not going to change it. They, don't, they can't see past that. Reminds me of that Sia a music video, Elastic Heart, where the guy couldn't come out of that cage, even though he could easily fit out because they just don't see it. don't have the frame of reference you guys have. You know, I, when I go work in IT, I meet Cameroonians, I meet Ghanaians, you know, I meet so many people and I like them for who they are, even though I understand where they're from. And the reason why I could do that is because I've been blessed to be more in a multicultural environment. And that being the case, for democracy to be good in a lot of these African countries, we have to showcase our culture, either with each other and take it back home or just try to bridge that gap between some of the people back home who don't see it, and I think that's the comment. And I'll leave it at that. And you guys could jump on, and if I need to respond to anything, I I love,
3: I love, I love your passion in this topic, and I, I, I just want to say, I, I, we all see it, we all know it. Um, we in Africa have changed. Uh, I would say African leaders have taken democracy and turned it in. To some sort of tribalistic, discriminatory thing, or in the system, and they use it systematically. Where, in Parliament in Cameroon, for example, you see one political party with one member of Parliament, and that member of Parliament is that single guy who won the vote in the area where that the founder of that party originates from. And that is what basically African politics is like. Let me talk, let me not say African politics per se, because I think some parts of Africa have actually grown out of this, um, uh, but it's still there. Kenya, for example, in 2008, 2007, 2008, after the parliamentary elections, there was so much violence across the board because I think the Kisi tribe uh, um, was concentrated somewhere around Nairobi, and they had all these parliamentary seats. And you know, so African leaders have have this history of always um, perpetrating or y- using to their advantage some of these um, these tactics that always incite other tribes to go against others when it comes to preserving themselves as um, you know um, uh, leaders of that country, and it's unfortunate. Um, you see even in, in Cameroon where Maurice Canto is mostly supported by the Bamilake, tri- the Bamilake people uh, people from the western region and um, Polbia is supported by people from the east and the central region, you know um, That speaks true of uh, situations even with the war that's ongoing in, in the southern Cameroons, you know, and How do we move past this really? The thing is the suggestion has been made of making sure that this generation that's coming, this new generation, the informed generation, I would call it, has the tools. We do have the tools to to necessarily plug some of these holes and actually lead, lead um, uh, our society to a place where we are not using group dynamics um, uh, as a as a, uh, a, a prescription for how we 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 move forward with our. Democracy project because I call I say democracy project because I still believe that the concept of democracy as is practiced in the West Does not fit the African context at all So it's a double-edged sword in one, you know, you you want to say yes democracy is a good thing Let's make sure we implement it this way and but then you look at the African fabric the way the African society is built It's tough. It's tough. You know, we you know, we don't have political parties that are built based on, uh, on developmental ideas. Or, but instead, we have a ton of political parties that are based on the tribal bounds and the connections. And it, it just breeds this competition of tribalism. I mean, can you imagine? A minister is named and uh, nominated somewhere, or a senator wins. And there are people from that tribe sending a Congratulatory letter to the, to the president for nominating someone from their tribe. That's just not, I mean, that's unheard of, you know? so that's my point about it and unfortunately i think it's been left to us to decide how we fix this and i am kind of happy that um with the evolution of technology and how technology has kind of come into our lives because i feel like with technology touching almost every aspect of our lives in the next 10 15 years we might not be talking about tribes even anymore but i
10: would challenge you how many percentage of um you think like our age group do you think are informed with technology about um social social issues like that that really affects um us like how many percentage would you guys say
3: so i i would say i don't know that because i've not looked but i can tell you this if if um Ad- a williams can use a uh, red uh the, com- <laughs> the company he created red africa to influence people in Nigeria, to pay attention to some of the things that were happening. Anybody else can do the same thing. So that's why I feel like technology is a good thing in one, in in a certain way, it's a good thing that it's pushing us towards this place where we will start thinking outside of those confines of, oh, my tribe. um,
6: Anyone
10: else has an answer? Anybody else want to answer this? Not nearly enough. (laughs) I know Jason has some
1: points to make, but I think after Jason goes, I'll talk a little bit about that. Ready? You said 20%. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Fortunately, I, I don't want to cut you off, Jason, you want to go first and I was,
6: so right.
2: yeah, fortunately the problem is, I feel like it's people, I don't know where to start and what to end. The, one the problem is people just don't care. Yeah. Right? People, it's the second problem. People just as a like 20 one, they don't care, the other population don't even know. The fourth population feel like they can't do anything about it. Mm. But one thing I will always say, and I'm saying this because we're on video, and you never know who might hear anything we discuss today and actually make a difference, and they'd actually be the catalyst. I've I, I, all I could say in this situation is you cannot sit by. And say, okay, well, enough people don't know, enough people don't care, therefore we can't do anything about it now. No, that's yeah. to me that's that's a coward's way of doing things. I'm yeah. I'm the type of person, if I'm the only one behind that line, I'm fighting. I'll die a warrior's death, but I'm gonna fight. Like that's my logic. I and the reason that one. <laughs> and that's what it is, because once you realize the things that change history are the ones who were beating the odds. Whoever I scoffed at, you ain't gonna know. And yet the, the heart speaks, you know, the motivation speaks. And and you be surprised how many times people are influenced based on your passion on something, They're influenced by your knowledge or your your perseverance to something. That that some you can't wait for everybody to be on board. So yes, for yes. me, I'm constantly doing things financially to improve this situation, um socially improve the situation. I'm always trying on onto enough onto a higher percentage to join me. But I'm not gonna stop. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Oh, uh, we we got we got we we got just a few, you know. I wanna, like I said, I wanna give the the people enough to think about, but not over, over overwhelm them. Jason, then essay, and then uh, I'm gonna butcher her name again. Yeah, Jason. <laughs> I to yeah. That.
5: Um. Um. Okay. So this question has to be approached from multiple different levels. Now, uh, for me personally, I I would say. Uh, number one is that for us to be able to solve any problem, right, you cannot chop down a huge tree um, and not, without getting to the roots, right? Um, the roots about these things is that, you know, if we are pushing back Africa some 600 years ago, we actually had empires, right? Empires were huge, you know, whether it be the Malian Empire, the Songhai Empire, empires were I mean, huge instructors typically ruled by by one person, and we thrived. I mean, I mean, we know till this day, as has been uh, said, that the richest person was was African, right? Who literally destable, destabilized uh, an entire economy just by traveling uh, on 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 his travels to Mecca. Now, uh, bringing it back to the context of current Africa right now, we we know for a fact that. Africa is the richest con- continent in the world. We know it for a fact, right? We understand it for a fact that the reason why Africa is not, yeah, Mansa Musa. Yeah, we, 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 we understand uh, also that the reason why Africa is not reaching its full potentials is because of the history of colonialism, <coughs> excuse me, right, of colonialism and the enslavement of our people and then leading on to the current uh, uh, um, uh, powers, colonial powers, that are still controlling Africa. We know for a fact right now that most uh, uh, former French colonies, uh, as Africans, <coughs> are literally still paying money to, to, to France. Take Cameroon, for example. We're still, we still pay France to make our, our currency, right? You know what I mean? It, it's, it's, it's incredible. We, we know these things uh, to be true. And which goes back to something that um, uh, even Rwanda did to be able to solve some of these problems. Rwanda got rid of his national language as French. Yep. Right? I mean, these are some of the, we literally need to decolonize ourselves, right, to be able to understand what has been done to us, right? divide the, the the power of divide and conquer is still functioning in what we call now as tribalism right because historically when you're looking at it you are seeing that the african people even the places that you know my village is in right now we migrated we we, we migrated and came to the position that we're in and we all know that all of these things are done on purpose we know it we know it to be true now the the only like say for example There are many African leader revolutionaries that had tried, that had tried. When you're you're, uh, uh, looking to to Burkina Faso, right, with the president who literally within four years, uh, what's his name? I'm sorry, uh, uh, Thomas Sankara, who Mm -hmm. within four years alone was able to change up his country, pay off the debts that his country owed. And guess what uh, uh, the the, the French country did? They used Mm -hmm. his own vice president to kill him. And then the guy proceeded to be in that country and in power for over 30 years, ruining the country all over again. We know the same was done in the DRC, right? We know these things to be true. We know that truly the powers that are causing these divisions, even in Cameroon right now, we know for a fact that the person who is the leader of that country really truly isn't leading that country. He can barely walk. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's that understanding that when we're speaking about how we can unite Africa is to be able to first decolonize ourselves of, of the, 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 the certain things that, that we believe about ourselves. And that's why I said earlier, you know, pointing to the self-hate, I, it was not just a, like a literal self-hate. It's literally how we view ourselves. Because if I truly understood and viewed myself as an African person, then I will know that my success was also dependent on a Nigerian person being successful, was also dependent on a Ghanaian person being successful, was dependent on a Congolese person being successful, was dependent on on, on literally all the way down to South Africa, all the way uh, 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 you know uh, west to, to, to Ghana and Senegal. So it, it without that understanding, just the African Union alone has the power to be able to do these things, but there <laughs> in Africa right now, which are the Chinese people, but
0: I can go on and yeah. on, and on. <laughs> yeah we go got we got uh, essay and then we can go we can, we can you know what I'm yeah. saying essay fire away,
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just like on the point of whether or not our generation can be the force for change, I think when we look at like when i go home into nigeria and i see how what the vibe is and how people operate on a political sense i realize like while they there definitely are people who are um who want change and are working towards change i don't think there's anyone i would necessarily consider um a revolutionary which i think is what we need we need revolutions um I don't think there's anyone I would necessarily consider that in this time and age. I think what I notice is people, the vast majority of people don't want change. They want their chance at the corrupt system. They, are, they don't want a chance to change it. They want They—they—they mm. they, they want their plates. They want their seat at the table. The table is corrupt. The table is tribalistic. The table is a mess. But they want to be able to sit a seat at the table, get their bag, and dip.
6: Yep.
1: Like, and right. I think that that is the mentality that we have and i think that's probably like the people who have given up that we have realized that like like are vehement that there there is no change possible so like let me just take advantage of the system in a way that's possible which is why the system itself needs to change which is why i think that what needs to happen is a revolution like we can't have an african um we can't have the african democracy that uh, that operates in in a capitalist system because we will always be taken advantage of by western yeah. countries if we are operating under capitalist capital, capitalist systems we can't have prosperous hey,
10: for the people in the back. Oh. <laughs> we can't have
1: african countries that operate on patriarchal systems we can't mm-hmm. have african countries that refuse to um, understand that pan-africanism is integral to our ability to succeed we cannot succeed without our connection with diaspora not just africans and diaspora but african-americans British mm-hmm. black british people um indigenous people in mm-hmm. in pacific island countries I think then the core of this is not just oh buhari only cares about sufulani people so everybody else can just the, the core of it is what is like what what does buhari care about' it's, it's money it's the capitalist systems that are that help him um that help that, that validate the tribalistic systems, the idea that we need to make money this way. Therefore, we need this tribalistic system to exclude this person so that we can keep the money and we can get richer, and that person can be poor and there can be the inequality that exists. We need, we need a revolution, essentially, that eradicates the systems that we have that are creating inequality in all these different spheres, whether economically, politically, culturally. And that is the only way that we can create change. And until we have that revolution, then people are just going to be saying, let's um, Take advantage of the system that we have because it will work for it will work to their paper yeah
10: he's from Nigeria reflex
3: and that's, that's because we don't have systems that actually do the work like you can look in America someone they start planning a, a road for example a road project starts ten years before it's even implemented funding is secured the plans are drawn up then they make sure that all the, uh, the environmental aspects are done all the studies are done and that's when there's a different, say, there's a different president or a different governor. And the plan stays there. And when the next governor comes, he takes over and just continues and makes sure the plan gets implemented because. That
1: isn't always that
3: point, the case, but. Exactly. <laughs> people in the community have a stake in it and they actually pay attention. For us, if I'm the president of some place in, say, uh, Cameroon, Southern Cameroon, and they start a project, as soon as I change the minister or the governor, the next person coming in, that money is gone and that project is dead. And that's the type of, that's why I said democracy doesn't work in Africa the way it works in the West. We have to look at it and create our own way. And I think we have to absolutely applaud Mm -hmm. the Rwandan example. I'm going to keep going back to this. Um, I hate the fact that uh, the pandemic caused this, this uh, shutdown and whatnot. I would have been there for for about a month to just try to see and experience it for myself. But, they have done an absolute amazing thing. The president he turned like Jason was saying, they 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 stopped using the currency from the French from the, from the French colonia, colonizers. They stopped using the French language as the official language. The man, I mean, their president is writing up ads in the Washington Post almost every month or every couple of months. I mean, this guy is just changing the way Rwanda is, and the mentality of the people has completely turned around from people who are fighting and cutting each other's throats and trying to rip each other's guts out 20 years ago you know it can be done africa can do it we just have to believe in ourselves and actually step up and and want to do these things for our future generations because we have to stop this mentality like essay was saying like oh i'm gonna eat now because tomorrow i might not be able to eat so if i go in there let me grab mine fill up my bag and did.
1: i want to say real quick um mm-hmm. and not to be quite contrary and just like i think i think it's right to acknowledge these things, that democracy doesn't necessarily work in the West. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. there, are, there are issues. Why are you research the Just go research um, Brian Kemp versus is, Stacey Abrams in, in Georgia, Georgia. And that gives you the summary of why democracy does not necessarily work in the United States. Secondly, I think with Rwanda, I think Rwanda is wow. a, a beautiful and amazing example. But I think something that gets always gets left out because Rwanda looks like a utopia, mm-hmm. is that that same president is. No, there are time to time to be very um, any opposition very quickly gets shut down.
0: Yeah, which is why yeah, I keep yeah.
1: going back to like capitalism and patriarchy and all those systems needing to be. I think if if we just talk about tribalism. Then we'll, then we'll fix that, but then there will always be something else because, because at the end of the day, the roots of this this thing is capitalism, in my belief. And yes, I said, don't, like, don't be shaking this
0: table. Essay, essay, don't be shaking this table. Allison, please. Uh, and then Therese, <laughs> and then we're going to wrap all it up. All the
10: Rwandis and the comments are like,
0: <gasps> <laughs> Allison, um, then Therese, then we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Uh,
6: like, first of all, Jason, you just spoke to my whole black soul, talking about, um, talking about the end of ending colonialism. Um, and it's been amazing, like across these continents, how much colonialism has affected so many people groups. Um, and, and so I can only speak to uh, democracy in the West here in the US. Um, and Essay you're talking about um, yes, th- there is some corruption here too <gasps> surprise oh my gosh, you know <laughs> so this is this is not a local like a localized issue. Um, I kind of mentioned in my introduction I work on Capitol Hill. I don't mention where um, yeah. my position isn't really that <laughs> fancy. I work in the basement of Capitol Hill. But i've been to there be able <laughs> like <laughs> i've been working up there for a, a long time and to be able to
0: that's a tribe
6: Capitol hill listen yeah. that is <laughs> that is the tribe to the utmost um all with the collective belief in money um money and power and um and so not even to to go full political just to see the difference in terms of the people up there um in terms of the climate in terms of the feelings between administration um and and that tribalism that's built around whoever is in place in the white house um but one of the things that we we kind of discuss in and Laura you talk about being a social justice warrior um like i love that and and we talk about having access to technology and how many people really understand um politics and so, you know, so talking about wisdom, people don't necessarily incorporate wisdom when it comes to making these decisions. Um, a lot of people, unfortunately, un- uninformed, people feel like, like you said, there are people who are just like, you know what, this has been the way things have been for so long. Why do I even care? Why, what, what is it gonna make? Why should I vote? Um, and one of the things that I'm finding is that people aren't gonna go to their phones easily to go look up hey what's the difference between these candidates what's the difference between these different platforms um but we as this generation as social justice warriors as budding social justice warriors one of the things that attracts people um or people may not be attracted to dry statistics and well this person has this type of budget and this one's going to talk about healthcare, and this one's going to talk about roads and and stuff, and actually, to, to, to make a point, Nico, you talked about um, like so different administrations, and the money is going to make a road. Or, what happens here is um, somebody they decide to make a road, and somebody's cousin's brother's uncle gets the contract, and right. it isn't probably yeah. bid on, but that's a whole nother whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think what helps us is this generation. Is being able to use these type of platforms, people may not understand the specifics about uh, political groups um, or agendas or or what what bill this is proposing, but people will be attracted to our message and our passion on these things. Um, and and so like so like if I can talk to that one individual and be like, hey, did you know that this local election? They're trying to decide what to do with your school. You know, do you care about that? They're trying to decide who um, who gets to live in your neighborhood, what your taxes are going to look like. And when you can speak to people um, in a way that speaks to what's important, important to them and the greater good for people like them, then all of a sudden you have some people who are interested in politics and do the, um, come up from a sales background, we call it, but what's in it for me? and and we can speak to that and influence people and influence generations to to kind of turn around and work collectively
0: thank you so much Allison thank you so much
4: yes
0: (laughs) uh you got a last word I know everybody know saying we we can we can go on and on but we're gonna we're gonna uh, let Teres, and then we're gonna wrap it up
4: um I mean just to piggyback on what as they say said, like everyone is they're not everyone's not most people, let me not say everyone, most people are not looking for a change, they just want a chance, and I feel like it's it is what it is right now, like there's there is almost very little we can do, especially about the older generation for right now. But what we can do is us this generation being enlightened and taking this onto our children and our children's children. And that's how the change is going to come. It's not because the old old folks are just, I feel like they're just talking their ways. And first, they're not open to technology. They're not open to new ideas. They're not open to growth. They're not open to anything that they're not used to. And that already, I would say, almost is a lost case. So what we have to do is, from here forward, a better, a better us stats with a better me. Like, if you, you have to put yourself in that position where you can, you can shut down something that benefits just you. I mean, I, I want money. You know, I want something. So if I'm in a position where it can come to me quickly at the detriment of the majority, will I have that integrity to say no? Will I have that, that's how revolution starts. If you cannot have that integrity as a person to say no, or that integrity as a person to say, okay, this ends with me, this ends with this generation. Henceforth, we're trying to make Africa better. We're trying to make black people better. You know, we ha- it has to start with us that mindset of saying, okay, it's 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 beyond me. It's not just about me and my family and the people close to me. You know, we always have to think about what with the future generation. Do you want your kids living in the same conditions like you do now? Do you want your grandchildren having this same conversation on I don't know Zoom version three thousand? still having the same conversations that we're having right now. So mm-hmm. things like this we have to I mean this is a good platform. It, it gives us a good start. Like we start here, we talk about it, we get educated, you know, we we teach each other, we talk about things and then we put action. Just not just knowing all this, we put action to it and I feel like it's going to take a lot of integrity on our part, you know, to be able to go forward and, and
0: make the changes that we need to see. So that's yeah, just me. Man, listen, man, I, I, I really want to thank each and every one of y'all so much. I think I can echo Hakeem Famudi on Facebook when I say everybody was speaking with such passion and conviction. Mm-hmm. We, 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 this is dope. This is dope. Accountability and every, yes, yes, man. Listen, I want to see Nico reach out to Lynette to, to, uh, Allison and you know what I'm saying some movie project. I wanna see it. A collaboration open mic with Jason and all the poets in the house. Freddie, I know you're IT folk. Nico, I know you I think you're IT as well. You know what I'm saying? I wanna see some apps being built and you know what I'm saying changing Africa. Lala, I know you're gonna hey, keep shaking tables, you and essay. They're yeah. gonna keep <laughs> checking, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Essay. Uh, I'm curious, what does that flag in the back mean?
1: This? Yeah. yeah. This is a piece of fabric I bought my freshman year. Okay, sorry,
4: sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought like it had. Why you deep. think that was a flag? Trying to be deep. <laughs> I, I
6: thought it had to. I thought it right. had. To. It, <laughs> <to>. it looked <laughs> like a, It looked like a fabric. <laughs>
0: hey now, listen, man. Freddy, man, Freddy. I I pleasure I meeting you. meeting you <laughs> <laughs> I love each and every one of y'all, Dude, man. Um, I don't know where it is.
3: Wait before can you all go. Sh- shameless plug. Shameless plug. You know, because we got to yeah. push our, our people forward. Um, I, I, when I started out, I said I was, I was working with a partner building out a platform or a community, basically, which is going to be an online cultural magazine, um, which, uh, we hope to use to bring together innovators of African descent, African Americans, everybody who is, you know, my color. Uh, who identifies as an African somehow um, can come together and we use this platform to you know not only learn and talk about things that affect us um, as far as culture and food and music and, and movies and TV and everything else um, you know because I believe that the African has this I always tell everybody the African is naturally a storyteller so we want everybody to tell our story. We want to tell our story in a very specific way so that everybody listens to the story the way we've, we know it. We don't want anybody else telling our story. So we're building this community, this platform. It's an online community. We hope you can follow us. Um, last year we had a Made in Africa Tech Conference, Made in Africa Experience Tech Conference in Silver Spring. Um, this year we're planning the same thing, uh, much bigger. To involve a bunch of other things. I think Jason, your company was part of our sponsors, Tesla Rosa. Um, uh, you were there, Reflex. So this year, because of the pandemic, we decided to, you know, get dig- digital and focus more on that. And so we're launching our new website. Um, it's still a soft launch. May, um, you know, go on made in Africa, exp.com. Um, it's going to be AO.africa soon. Um, check us out on Instagram um go on the website take a look um the, the full website will be available to you after may 15th
4: what is the instagram again
3: uh, made in africa made in africa exp yeah. and ayo a-y-o-o A-K,
10: drop it in the group chat please yeah
3: yeah uh, Mr. And,
0: uh, yeah, <laughs> Bye, yeah. So,
3: so go ahead check us out um the, the the public launch will be june 10th and um mm-hmm. between between now and june 10th we're working on updating a few things. So I'll be reaching out to some of you so we can feature some of your stuff. I think stock in the middle already. agreed to be a media partner. Um, so we're going to feature most uh, some of their content on there. So really appreciate it guys. It was a pleasure talking to you all. I just had to take that opportunity to put it out there.
6: Yeah, yeah, sure.
0: Sure. I will go. If anybody is working on anything, you know, this, uh, just go ahead. Anything that you're working on future goes like Nico, just, uh, just, uh, open that door. So please go, feel free to do that now. Thank you so much, Nico um
5: jason here yo i've learned so much from y'all um uh as an educator i think it's very important for me to constantly seek out knowledge uh constantly challenge the knowledge that i have uh because what i think i know i probably don't know right i know enough to know that i know nothing um so yo I, i really appreciate uh each and every one of you uh your your perspectives your they your insight. I truly, truly appreciate it. So um, essay, man. I'm gonna link up with you. I already followed you on Instagram. Uh we we gonna walk work on some stuff. Uh I am a writer. Um I've been Ah oh,
10: Jason, that's my friend. You gotta get through me to get to her. Uh-uh. <laughs> Ask my friend. friend, my friend. No, Jason better- said he got a
4: boo. What's up?
10: Hey, I gotta do, move Um
5: but no, 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 but but definitely like I've already been speaking with with Nico, um, SA. I'm I'm gonna be probably at the end of the summer uh dropping my of one blood project. Um I'm I'm quite excited about it. Um literally I was I was saying, yeah, I know Reef, like it's been forever, bro. Um, but the project is finally coming out. Um, I actually just uh spoke with uh Blitz Baza Woolley today. He reviewed the film, um, and I nice. loved it. So um I'm I'm excited, man. That's why I was saying yeah, I he have got on, it got a like, nod
3: got the Oscars, movie. man. His movie was actually considered
5: exactly. I, I got some good news, so he just he emailed me back last night and, and I've been just high in spirits. Uh but nice. I, I'm I'm very, very excited about uh, being able to, uh, write and tell African stories. You know, I've always been a poet. Um, I'm very interested in this intersection, uh, intersectionality between music, uh, and poetry. Is that
10: word?
5: Come so, on. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited, but I, I can go on and on. Let me, let me lead y'all to, to drop some knowledge. on of
0: One blood project. And also Jason wrote, I'm a, when my tongue come out.
5: You better plug
10: in.
4: Yeah, he wrote Oh, uh,
0: Freddie, <laughs> Freddie. Yeah. Freddie
10: what you doing? Greg?
0: Freddie,
2: what you got? What you working on, brother? Uh, think? Let me do closing remarks. One, uh that someone said this. I'm not the one who but I'm quoting it. Um democ- dem- democracy is not is not the best, but it's the best that we have. To kind of pig back to the last thing. It's not the best option, but it's the best that we have. Um then second thing, I wanted to run this idea by you guys, then I'll close out, which is my why my remedy of a better Africa is what's what i consider i coined this word that's not i don't know if it's a real thing or not but i call it the 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 droplet um, formation what does that mean that means when when the water drops it it creates a ring and the way you Mm -hmm. could do that is a few people create business and make it based at home but you control the integrity of it you control everything about it now because you when you thrive other people want to implement that or want to work with you but for them to work with you they got to keep in the same integrity and the same discipline you guys have. They're pretty much you got to follow what you guys created. And then from there, the more you spread, the better you become, the more people want to be attracted. therefore you're spreading. And I think if a lot of us that you know have ties to like back home but have a lot of experience here and could bring something back home, if we actually unite and create businesses like that, it will change the whole continent where it, as it grows, it spreads out because people love a good thing. That's, that's that's a that's a universal truth. People have a good thing. Um, but yeah, um, what am I working on? Man, there's a lot of things. Um, but I will say this, if you wanna reach out to me on my um, at name, Freddie eBay, you can find me on Instagram. I'm probably on private because I don't like socializing that much. <laughs> but if you message me, I will definitely respond. If you add me, I'll definitely respond. As a video, there's a concept I'm working on, similar to this called The Voice in the Crowd. I feel like our generation enough people don't have common sense or wisdom and what i do in that in that channel you can find on facebook if you type in a voice in the crowd i'll type it in here but what you can do is i just talk about just things that matter in our social construct right now what we're dealing with right now whether it's just be you know the political events or whether it be something as simple as just dynamics and how you should run a good home like the importance of having discipline to your kids and actually holding them to it things like that um but outside of that i'm constantly doing my IT career and i'm moving things in the background but those are two places you can find me if you type in frederick ebay you'll find me i'll type it in here you can find me on instagram under this handle that i'm using right now and if you want to watch any of my videos or you want to have discussions where we could just talk about something and put it online you could find that at a voice in the crowd which i also put on the handle thank you guys i appreciate you having me you guys have been you guys have been great talking to. I love the different you know points that you guys were to bring to the table, and have a good night, guys. I'll still be on. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. <clears throat> uh. Do, 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 do.
0: What you working on? Who, who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, anything you you got some poetry coming to Allison or something?
6: Hmm. Um. Uh, I've been I kind of retired from the poetry a little bit. Uh i but i'm i am picking it back up um right now i'm actually working on launching a podcast okay Um, so so just just as a real real short note how did i find you as stuck in the middle um my podcast is going to be called um six in the middle um miss six being my stage name and so i'm looking it up and i'm like let me see if this name exists and then i find stuck in the middle i'm like what is this Oh, what is this and all of a sudden i'm starting to pay attention so uh thanks a lot um um but that's the, the SEO, uh, right <laughs> so so the concept of the uh podcast uh in the middle of six is just looking at being a black woman and a christian uh nowadays in in terms of like in juxtaposition in the juxtaposition of evangelicalism in this country, um, in the caught in between uh, traditionalism um, in, in the church and the norms and how we're trying to break away from that. But what does that mean in terms of faith? Um, so that's the discussion um, that so that's launching soon. Um, I actually do have a book. Uh, it's been out for a little while uh, called 15th in East Capitol, a collection of poems and short stories. Um, you can uh, find information about that. i um, waiting to launch the, the website, but um, you can find me on IG. My handle's up here, Allie mm-hmm. D underscore miss underscore six with two X's. Um, and in the meantime, uh, also starting we with our election coming up in six months, we have no idea what that's going to look like right now with us being in quarantine. Um, but, but I'm trying to ramp up and start with getting people registered to vote and starting to get the word out about what we can do as a community. That's it. But thank you. Thank you again for the invite. Everyone has made some wonderful points. I've learned a whole lot. I have all kinds of notes. So please come find me.
10: Thank you. Yes, definitely will.
0: Shout so out a lot of being a dope co-host, by the way.
8: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that was everybody. Man, that's dope, guy. That was everybody. Uh, Lala, I know you. I don't know what you're working on.
10: I am currently quarantined. Um. Uh, so I am CEO of Cameroon YouTubers. You can find us at Cameroon YouTubers on um on Instagram. And what I do is just I just manage a group of like 200 plus YouTubers. I just promote them. Um. It's just I'm just building the community. Um. And that's. What, what am I doing? I currently work, uh, volunteer for United African Associations. Um, it's a immigrant um, organization here in Chicago. And I just um, teach them about gender-based violence, sexual assault, um, intersectionality, and all that. Um, that's what i'm doing i'm going to be in a ready radio show soon and just tell them about the article that my um friend and i Nora, wrote called uncle stop touching me and it just highlights the um inappropriateness of uncles in our african um culture and, and our african traditions so that's what i'm up to Good stuff. shout out to
5: that series man dope dope series
10: thank you thank you jason <laughs>
0: I heard that, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uncle, uncle, stop. I think uncle,
3: we can all. Me. <laughs> I think we
0: can all, and everybody watching on you on Facebook right now can all echo Joshua, Kitatere. i I butcher your name. I think we can all echo Joshua when he said, "This is the most I've ever learned in one city." Um, and mm-hmm. I got y'all to thank and shout out to our you know other panelists who left uh, at nine o'clock um for whatever reason when we all quarantine but they got they probably got family so <laughs>
6: um
0: the book is called no such thing as halfway this is the reason why we all compete here um jason
3: wrote the blurb in the back thank
0: you for that by the way bro and uh hey nico i see you got a copy appreciate that
6: bro be, I,
3: appreciate I i i got it last week i didn't get a chance to read because we're build, building this we had to finish this um so i i actually read through to chapter three i think so I need to finish it. So I can't wait.
0: Thank After you, thank you, man. It. Appreciate it. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man, this is this has been really dope. Um, this has been really good. I think we gave we gave people and ourselves enough to think about. And uh, the conversation continues. I'm gonna connect with everybody on on Insta, on on all social media. Let's do the same and uh, let's keep pushing the, the culture forward. Um, Ak has been in the back. Back, Ak, turn your camera, your mic on real quick, and just uh. And just uh, tell us all <laughs> to go home.
10: He's not going to. <laughs> <laughs> He's not producer. going to? No.
0: All right, Mr. Producer. Thank you, everybody, watching on Facebook. And uh, this is Stuck in Middle Podcast. I have been your host, uh, Flex, co-hosted by Lala, Jason, Nico, Essay, um, Freddie, Allison. We had Lynette. We had Tammy. We had Kweku. Man, this has been love. Appreciate y'all so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
4: Thank you. Bye, everyone. Nice to meet everyone. Oh, that's
3: okay. That's
2: okay. Bye, guys. Thank you for having me.